This episode of the Boss Rush Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to support the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash bossrushnetwork. Thanks for your continued support. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bossers Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me for the first official recording of 2024 is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov. Well, guess who's back? Oh, that's all energy I have. No, no we, need, we need 2024 energy. Okay, everybody, everybody needs some energy. I got mine. I got two of mine. So we're good. Yes. I missed you guys. Oh, man. Even though we text every day. <laughs> it's good to be back. Also here is mm-hmm. the Peace Muscle Race himself, Laron Dawkins. Hmm. Do I do I do I bring in twenty four by saying it? Yes. <laughs> What's popping, everyone? Hey. Hi, Laron. Hey, Corey. How's it going? Hey, everyone. All right. I'm I'm happy to be back with you guys. I, I am. I've, I missed you guys. It's been a long three weeks. Hey, Laron, I have a surprise for you. And by surprise, you. I mean not really a surprise, but kind of a surprise. There's a hot pink After Dark shirt available on the store right now. And by right now, I mean by the time nice. the posts on Monday. <laughs> Will there be a hot pink tank top for After Dark? I don't know. I don't know how Tee Public works. Come on now. Come on. Maybe. Come on. You, come it's on. a hot maybe. You're, you're such a tease. A hot tease. Maybe. Uh, speaking of hot maybes... PK Power, Pat Klein is also here. Hello. Yes, see, that's that's the the voice of a of a hot maybe. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, thinking. You know what? With my shaved head and my beard, kind of looking like Kratos. Mm. <clears throat> yes, boy, you look ju- you look just like Kratos. Mm-hmm. You just need some red face paint, and you're good to go. Uh, how's everyone? How's everyone doing? How's that? How's everybody's break? You know what? You know what? Ron, I'm going your way first. How was your break? Uh, I did not get enough rest for my break. I'll, I'll, I'll say that for sure. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to really rethink the holiday season, you know, like, like it's, 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 what's the, uh, what, what's the saying? Please me or I'll please myself. Like, it's not pleasing me. So I'm going to have to start pleasing myself. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. Like the past few, no, the past few holidays, I just, I just don't seem to get any rest. And everybody's, I'm guaranteeing everybody's now like, look at this guy bitching. But I mean, I mean, I'm a person, I'm kind of a workaholic. I think most of us, most of us on this podcast are, are workaholics. Like we, we basically do our work. Like I don't, I don't ever take any time off. So like when I take time off like that, and especially travel, I try, I want to try and rest, but I don't get any rest. And it's, and it's starting to make me angry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I did have a I did have a wonderful holiday though. Like I did, I, I had chances. You know, I, I went home, saw family. Um, you know, uh, surprised my mom with a whole bunch of like 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 Christmassy presents and all that all that jazz and stuff, and saw and saw like a lot of extended family and things like. So there was that. But you know, like I got home, but when I did, when I came back to Virginia, um, every time every time it, it, every time it was after working hours, I went to bed. And that's and that and that's how I knew I was exhausted. I was emotionally and physically exhausted. Hmm. hmm. 
That's fair. Yeah. Well, you look rested. You look great. Oh, um, I'm just I'm just faking until I, I'm just faking until I make it. Mm. Story of my life. Stephanie, how was your uh, break? Break. You know, I I gotta okay. say it was it was good. Like I'm knocking on wood because usually when things go well for me, I get very suspicious because things never go well. Um, because Christmas was drama free. It was calm and quiet. Mm. And when I mean drama free, like, for example, like my parents attended the Christmas Eve activity with the larger family, which they haven't been. So it's like a lot of like, wow, things really fell into place and were nice. Um, so I'll, I'll take it for what it is, because that'll probably never happen again. And then New Year's, I worked because I work for uh, in the health insurance space, just to be vague. You work, so, you work for them. You work for the man. Mm. I do work for the man, not the biggest man. That's pharma, but I do work for uh, the man and it stinks. Uh, Love my boss, love my team, just, you know, Uh, but because uh, in a lot of health insurances renew on one, one, you know, I had to work on one, one, which is not a big deal because I'm not a huge new year's partier fan. Like, yeah, woohoo resolutions and all that crap, but it's fine. So break was good. I got a lot of gaming done. I enjoyed time with family, and here I am. So yeah, thank you. You actually, you actually played games on your holiday? I did. It was shocking. I mean, part of it was because my partner was literally sick for three weeks. So instead of my night spending time with him, I magically had these free nights where I could play video games. I'm like, whoa! I can game now. I'm so, so fracking jealous. I didn't get to spend. I didn't get to spend any time playing games, and I took. I took my ROG Ally and my Switch with me. Mm, mm, I almost pulled the trigger on a ROG Ally for over the, over the but I did not. I did not. I was good. You're flirting with temptation, there, my friend. I am. I am. I am. Speaking of temptation, how was your break, Pat? My break <laughs> was full of video games, and you know, it's occasional rest, but mostly video games. You know, because nice. I also don't have a partner that you know didn't well i don't have a partner so no need to worry about them getting sick for three weeks Mm. so i played video games i got six video games done and if the break was one week if i had one more week in 2023 i would have had 50 games done sadly that did not happen nice other than that Uh, yeah i've been playing with my cat just uh Making online purchases like a new bedspread. And, uh, you know. Oh, I bought a Lego set. I bought two Lego nice. sets. And oh. I wanted to see how Zelda would react with the Legos. And it pretty much was exactly as I predicted it. She was an asshole. Mm. Knocked, knocked everything down. Oh, she Shocker. wanted those pieces so bad. Like, I literally had to like build the Legos while keeping the pieces in a bag. And like fishing for the one set I needed. Mm. Mm. And that, what what that, sets did you get? I got a I got Bowser and his muscle car. Nice. And then I got also a dragon uh, to bring in the year of the dragon. Like a I was dragon tempted dragon. to get it. I was tempted to get it. That looked really nice. Yes, twenty twenty four guys in February is the year of the dragon. One of the luckiest years in the cycle. Mm. Mm. Good. Maybe this year will be a good luck year for me. 
I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a good year. Yeah. Heck yeah. How was your holiday, boss man? It was busy. Um, but I sort of relaxed, but also we went furniture shopping and I packed some stuff. My office is quite full of emptiness. Um, I have a bunch of totes behind me with uh, strategy guides and games and stuff and a bunch of stuff downstairs. And I reorganized all of my stuff so I could pack it nicely. And, uh, you know, we get the get the keys and what what's Friday, three weeks from Friday. So uh, and then we're going on vacation that Sunday, <laughs> which was ill timed. That's OK. Uh, so we're fully planning on being moved in by March uh, because we still have to pay rent here through April. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, so backlog Q1 for me, everybody. Uh, backlog Q1, 2, and 3 probably for me. That's <laughs> uh, all right. By the time... Heavy for me. By the, time uh, by the time I get to play all the games that I want to play this year, they'll all be on sale. So... <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, my kids ended up playing some video games with me over the break and it was it was fun we actually played uh a lot of mario party and a lot of mario kart over the break and then uh we beat the awful bluey game the four of us me my wife my daughter and my son and it is one of the worst video games i think i've ever played in my life uh it's hardly a video game and when it is a video game it is so broken. I had to reset. So we played it on Switch. I had to reset the game three separate times because my daughter kept falling through the world and just, uh, you know, whatever. Good. It was uh, it was rough, but but we got through it and she enjoyed it. So that's all that matters when it comes to Bluey. Uh, mm -hmm. The game. Got to do it for the kids. I. uh I do quite enjoy Bluey myself, though. So uh, the show, not the game. Game, bad. Game, terrible. Uh, mm. But yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just played a bunch of stuff together. I tried to play some Mario RPG when I had some time and. Uh, played some Immortals of Avium, so it was a good time. It was a good break, a good, good break. Also, I did some uh design work for us so that's uh mm -hmm. most looking of my, good yeah most of my break um because you know i can't just sit still because <laughs> why wouldn't i just sit still for oh, two weeks <laughs> you know so because and then uh, also trying to get the game of the year stuff together and mm. you know trying to pre-write a script for our bossy awards hey so uh yeah, by the time this comes out, voting is closed. So I hope everybody out there uh, got your votes in. Got your votes in. A lot of ties. A lot of like third, fourth, fifth place ties in there. So, uh, which is interesting. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. what third, fourth, and fifth don't really matter when 
I know, but yeah. I'm I'm saying like when we do our big like the for ga- the game of the year segment, it does because we're gonna do the countdown. So we'll have to figure that out. But I think we will probably just use Metacritic or Open Critic, or maybe we'll just do that as a team and put them in a certain order. You know, but we'll see. We'll get there. That video should be out in a week or two, uh, maybe. We'll see. Excited for it, though. Big project. Uh, So just a few things. Uh, We aren't really going to talk about what we've been playing this week because we have a lot to get to. Uh, We are doing our Metacritic uh, draft winners for 2023. Uh, And we're going to total up the scores, see what we did, and then we're going to go over the rules for 2024 and then next week's episode will be us choosing for that uh for our roster of games uh we're gonna do a little bit differently this year uh because as you guys know a lot of games come out every quarter and so we should probably be choosing games every quarter and so uh and then we're gonna rattle off our personal top 10 games of the year uh what we'll do is we will rapid fire 10 through six and maybe some honorable mentions. And then we will go through our top five as a conversation uh, is what we're going to do today. So I suppose we should talk about this Metacritic draft 2023 um, on the list here. I will go first with my score, not my total score, but my scores. Uh, and then Laron and Stephanie and Pat, you can uh, declare the winner since you are the honorary commissioner. <laughs> cool. Uh, for those who have joined us recently, Pat joined us after we did this last year. So, uh, yeah. So for me, uh, my roster of games, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom granted me 96 points. Forspoken, 64. Diablo 4, 86. Fire Emblem Engage, 80 points. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, a big fat goose egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, rip. Forza oh. Motorsport, 84. Destiny 2 Lightfall, 69. And Hell it was, yeah. It was not nice. Yeah. Uh, It was not as fun as 69, was it? Uh, man, it was... uh. Something uh, like a dragon Ishin got me an 81. Goodbye, Volcano High, which I forgot even came out this year two or three separate times. Uh, granted me an 82. Hollow Knight Silk Song, another big fat gooser. Which, by the way, super quick about Silk Song because you know, I do minimize it before everything streams, like when I watch a direct or a showcase, and everyone's like, Silk Song, Silk Song, Silk Song, Silk Song. Didn't like not this past game awards, but the previous game awards, they said Silk Song was coming out in 2024 and then so far in 2023. And then this entire 2023, we've gotten no news, right? Like we've heard mm-hmm. this much. Yep. You're thinking of the, the Xbox only... uh, showcase in 2022 when they said all mm-hmm. games shown will come out in the next 12 months. And then uh, June 30th came around and there was no Silk Song. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, so what the only thing we really know about Silk Song is that it's coming out on Nintendo Switch and Xbox Game Pass on the same day. 
That's all we know. We might see it on an upcoming direct. I would say it. I would say that it is very likely that we will see it at a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Um, I think it's too big for an Indie World Showcase video. Mm. Also, um, I bet we hear news about it before Xbox's Summer Showcase. So my guess would be some sort of Nintendo Direct, which, you know, over the last six years has happened in the middle of February. So, mm-hmm. you know. Or it could uh-huh. shadow drop with this upcoming Xbox. It won't. It's only first party stuff. Uh, the Xbox developer directs are only first party stuff, okay. which Unless is fine. They bought Team Cherry. And it's like we bought Team Cherry. Here's our first game. Um, I I I mean I think Microsoft's probably going to avoid buying P- studios for a hot for a minute. <laughs> oh, Team Cherry's <laughs> only three people. Come on. Uh, also, with the rumors of uh, Embracer getting ready to shut down like half their studios, maybe they're going to go on a hiring spree and just bring Crystal Dynamics into the initiative <laughs> with mm-hmm. IDOS Montreal and just have two teams work out of that studio, which would be great. Um, anyways, uh, Silk Song, Big Fat Goose Egg, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, a 92. Baldur's Gate 3 was the surprise to me at a 96. Uh, I almost didn't pick it. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 granted me 83 points. Lies of P at 80 points. And Assassin's Creed Mirage, 76 points. Pat, mm-hmm. what's my grand total, Commission? Well, if we do all the math or just look at the total that you typed in the bottom. It I didn't is... type it there. Laurent did. He did uh, all the math. Laurent did? <laughs> well, yeah, did you got math. a big whopping 1,069 points. Nice. Hey, there's that 69 again. Yeah, yep. man. Hey-o. You didn't have those two goose eggs. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Even I if I only had that. one of the goose eggs, I may have pulled it out. Yeah, you you probably would have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, because either because either one of win because we don't know what your two scores are yet, do we? That's true. Spoilers: I came in third place. Everybody again. Oh, year in a row. <laughs> Way to ruin okay. it. You Even though he had like uh, two, he had like the most of the top sc- winners. I know. Too. I thought. I thought maybe mm-hmm. like my two goose eggs would be covered by like the four ninety plus games that I, I had. know. Yeah, one, I two, had three, three ninety plus, and like what four eighty plus games. I th- I thought maybe that would be enough to cover it, but almost though, almost, almost. All right. right. Laron, I guess that means okay. you're up. All right. So I so I came in I came in kind of kind of hot on on this one. Uh cuz let's see. I had I had Final Fantasy 16 as a pick, which got an 87 on Metacritic. Hogwarts Legacy was a steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At 84 points, uh Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which is actually which everyone knows that was a game that I actually wanted. That that came in at 82. Dead Space Remake. I am so mad at this because like I watched this, I watched the score throughout the year like a hawk. It started at a ninety-four, and by the end of the year, it hit an eighty-nine. And I do not understand the motherfuckers who voted to get it below a ninety because now it doesn't look like we're gonna get a Dead Space remake too. So yeah, I, didn't, I, I heard it didn't I sell well you. enough for them to even consider one. 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but EA is always like it's got to get a ninety. It's always it's got to get a ninety on Metacritic first. Think about it, you know, stuff like that. You know, I don't know why it didn't sell well. You know, I I I I have no idea. But anyway, I'm shocked. Who was the I'm last shocked time an EA Sports well. title got a ninety? And yet they make those every freaking year. Well, yeah, they well, know they, makes, they know the sports people makes print two money. billion dollars a year. So yeah, it <laughs> prints money, and they also get endorsements from the NFL. Yeah, I thought they had to pay the NFL. They no. have to pay for the li- well, they, they have to pay for the licensing, but but they still get kickbacks from the NFL. Yeah. Also, they get and free for- advertising during games and stuff. Yep. Also, like every player, I. I don't know. I mean, Stephanie, I know you're a Patriots fan, but I don't know if you follow any of the players or not. But like they like when every year when Madden comes out, they like put their Madden scores on Instagram and are like judging themselves. It's like a huge free marketing thing for them. Oh, my gosh. The Cleveland Browns are like obsessed with their Madden scores. Obsessed. That's probably the only place they can win. They're they're in the playoffs, dude. They're like the AFC. I know they're in the playoffs this. I know they're in the playoffs. I know they're in the playoffs this year, dude. But Flacco for on, Flacco, dude. Like I've, I've I've known you I've known you for how long, and you always lament the damn Browns every fucking year. I know this is only the third time we've made the playoffs since 1999, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we have another quarterback in Green Bay that's actually like really freaking. I know good. third one in a row. Let's not <laughs> let's not talk about how great Green Bay is at grooming quarterbacks. Okay. I'm... <laughs> All right. The Browns so, have had uh, 38 in like <laughs> since 99. There's a guy. Hi, Matt. Matt's joining us, by the way, everybody. Um, hey. hey. Matt, we're going over our Metacritic scores right now, our draft from last year to see oh, who okay. won. Spoilers. Cool. I came in third place. So fantastic. Um, and then we started talking about the Browns and how they're maybe making kind the of playoffs. Good, sort of natural um, transition. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. By yeah, the way, so, you know, a... I'm going to I'm, I'm going to go cry in a corner later because, you know, like Dead Space, Dead Space dropped below mm. 90. So, mm. yeah, that's yeah. But that's OK. I will play that game to fucking death, though. Like yeah. I will I will I will play it till Necromorphs come and get me. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up on my li- on my draft was Resident Evil 4 Remake, which came in at 93, which um, if I'm not mistaken, that was the highest scoring game I had, which is a shocker because like I don't feel like I don't. Personally, I don't feel like Resident Evil was a 93 game, a 93 scoring game. I feel like it was a nostalgia bias type thing. It's a it's a fan it's a fan bias. I'm not and I'm not saying I'm not I'm I'm saying it's not a 93, but I'm not saying it it I'm not saying that it's not a good game. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't I mean I don't based on based on critic review scores, you're basically saying it's trash now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all cool. right. If it's uh, below an eight, it's garbage. My, um, if it's below a nine five, it's garbage. Didn't you know that, Matt? Oh, did my they move next, it? <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> next pick, which was an actual shocker for me, because I thought it wasn't going to score as well as uh as as some of the other ones on here, was Street Fighter Six. It got a ninety two Metacritic score, and Dang. you know what? I played a little bit of Street Fighter Six, and it was nice, but I don't. I, I wasn't that impressed, so maybe I missed something. I need to play the game again, but you know. Um, well, long fallen dynasty was another game I picked that had 81 and also tying with, with what long fallen dynasty was company heroes three for the PC. Um, Dang. yeah, 81 as well. Now here's the one true stinker that I picked, uh, this entire year. And, you know, and I, and I picked it because it was a reaction pick because someone stole Starfield from me, which 
which in hindsight, maybe maybe I shouldn't have been that mad about them stealing Starfield, but uh, but yeah, my my impulse pick for Redfall got me a fifty six. <laughs> ah, uh, then we had Dune Spice Wars, uh, which I honestly thought was gonna do was gonna do pretty well. Like you know, strategy games seem to do well, especially on the, on the PC. But Dune Spice Wars had some problems. Let's just put it that way, and it, and it got a seventy four on Metacritic. Super Mario RPG got an eighty four. That's another pick of mine, as well as Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, my favorite fucking mech based game in a long fucking time. <laughs> I got an eighty six. This was a steal. Right I, I stole. I know I stole Alan Wake two from somebody. I know uh, I did, uh, and it got it, it landed me in eighty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you guys, you know what Stalker two got? Because I picked that game. Do you know what it got on the Metacritic? Big Store? fat goose egg two years in a row. Yeah, because it, it didn't, didn't come get out. Released. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't get released. Like, well, to be fair, that studio is uh, was being chased out of the country by war. So, yes, yeah, yeah true, true. And um, and I was just going off of what they said on Dev Diaries, and they were they were yeah. trying their hardest to get it out before twenty twenty four. So you know, I can't fault anybody except All, Vladimir Putin. Also, there's also like after they moved, their studio caught on fire like three months after they moved, and they yeah, <laughs> that was neat. By and, uh, and terrible stalker two being stalked yeah problems and my final pick on the draft was the the expanse a telltale series and I, and that scored a pretty solid 76 i say solid because i feel like i feel like a lot of times games like these do not perform well unless unless they're just like some some fan favorite or some runaway hit so that's yeah. that's my entire Metacritic draft for 2023. Um, Pat, you want to do the honors and, and right, give us a total? Let's crunch these numbers here. Carry the seven, divide it by two, add a couple zeros to this, and we got ourselves 1,154 points. Ooh. Kicking Corey's pull ass off. to the curb. Yeah, yeah. Curb stomping. Just got the way Gears of War style blood. And <laughs> no, curb, come on. I'm an, I'm a dead space player. I'm 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 curb stomping you off an engineer's boot. I mean, well, let's see if Stephanie can curb stomp both of you with them stilettos. Yeah, I um kind of tried to diversify my portfolio like in real life but in this case it didn't well i don't know if that really worked out for me let's see so i started off with my pick for starfield um i figured it was a, a safe bet um i you know and, and it got an 83 which was decent um, as far as starfield's actual like performance and excitement i feel like just overall most people felt when i say let down not that it was a bad game but just it, i don't think it ended up being like as blockbustery as as microsoft had wanted which is unfortunate but uh sea of stars i think sea of stars is one of my higher scoring ones at 87 well deserved uh 87 then horizon call the mountain that was my first like experimental pick i'm like oh yeah vr games but if it's a horizon title it definitely should do well and i don't know if 79 would be considered well given i think it's pretty high for a vr title for yeah point. for vr so uh next is star wars jedi survivor at 85 did pretty well 
then I, I kind of, again, start picking some indies. Coffee Talk 2. I love that game. It did all right for an indie at 79. I... Just said, what the heck, and picked Dead Island 2, which got a 73. Uh, Oxen Free 2. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't, underst- I don't understand how Dead Island 2 did so bad. Like, it was, uh, yeah. like, I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe it's because it was more of the same with a little bit extra. Maybe. Good question. I'm assuming the Metacritic scores you're using are critics, not audience, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Critic, critic yeah. score. I don't trust so, audience scores farther than I can. I don't know. With I'll just say with the amount of flux that's happened in games journalism, a lot of people are getting titles that are probably pretty far out of their wheelhouse. Yeah. Which is yeah. probably bringing scores down. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just. Uh, game industry is uh, not a wonderful place to be right now. And no many ways so uh, uh, i mean maybe uh maybe instead of a metacritic draft this year we do open critic because they're a little more uh i guess spread with the points i feel like metacritic has like their scores are like heavier on like bigger publishers yeah. and people who pay for them <clears throat> so they get like weighted higher mm-hmm. uh. yeah Maybe, yeah, we can. I mean, we can definitely talk about that next week when we go to draft. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. continue, Steph. Point. No worries. Um, I'm still hitting mediocrity. We're almost mediocrity with uh, Wild Hearts at 79 uh, and Oxen Free 2 at 80, which, you know, that did all right. We did a book club on it. Um, I was a huge fan of the first Oxen Free. Okay. And while Oxen Free 2 was st- was good i personally was just i don't know maybe i set the expectation too high in my head but i, I felt like 80 is a uh, yeah is well, all right you were kind of riding on the high from playing the original oxen free though right yeah that's the thing yeah, yeah. the first yeah. one is way better in my 80s opinion. a bad come on what, well, what? I, guess, I know I'm i not don't saying they're bad I, i'm just being competitive because i want 90s in here so i could kick laurent's butt you got to pick but... the good games like i did stephanie you know like tears of the kingdom <sighs> right yeah because you totally didn't oh. pick that before i could here's the was a steal you, you I know. know you stole it. actually you and i were both trying to steal that <laughs> i know we do <laughs> uh can you blame took... us I did this I was, for David. Oh, sorry, sorry. Finish. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was legit. I was legit about to tell Corey to catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out. I'm not going outside. I'll unlock the door and you can come in here. I guess. <laughs> Be like, it's cold. Hop your ass in here with me. <laughs> Get some hot cocoa. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Back to Stephanie. That's what they used to call me back in the day. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Just called kidding. it hot cocoa. Really no, they didn't. Marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. That's here to keep it straight. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> that was good. I don't know how to transition from that. Um, <laughs> um, no, Alien Stark Descent, everybody. Uh, 75. Woo. But you know what? Alien Stark Descent definitely did better than The Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Dot dot dot. That never came out. Yikes. So that was a big fatty McFat <laughs> zero. Might never come out <laughs> now. Right at this point, yeah. Uh, 
Um, uh, rip tough twice. I think this is my highest scoring one, Spider-Man Two. So that was my that was pulling the most weight at a ninety, Spider-Man Two, and then Pikmin at eighty-seven, and Cocoon, a nice uh, indie game that scored very well. Uh, Venba at 79, and last but not least, Fae Farm, which I did not play, but I was running out of games to pick, and that got a 76. So, eh, you know, we'll see. I got one, one, one zero. Um, Pat, how'd I do? Well, if we t- steal some points from Leron, <laughs> add back some points to That's Corey, collusion. So that is add. collusion. <laughs> you got also not mathing, again. right? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. It's called a handicap, Laurent. Come on. <laughs> a handicap? A handicap. Who are you calling handicap? <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, your grand total came to 1,140 points, making Laurent the winner by 14 points. Congratulations, Laurent. Mm. I'd like to thank the games industry, you know? I'd like to thank them, you know, even though like you kind of fucked over a whole bunch of developers and programmers this past year. But I want to thank you guys anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. we had a good fucking year of gaming. God, that sounds even if like, I didn't play. That sounds like I, one Keely ass exception speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if I only Gonzo's played like four here. games on my on my Metacritic draft. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I gotta say, like me stealing Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and Alan Wake too. I think, <laughs> I think those are the ones that really like did it for me. Well, you're well, going to challenge yeah. Laurent because mm-hmm. I'm stepping into the ring next time. It's true. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Patrick is, inter- Patrick is Patrick is in the chat. Patrick is in the chat. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. I crunch the numbers, man. Bring it on big boy. If if Matt starts showing up every week, then maybe he should jump in on it too. I uh, so before be- we get b- before we go any further, uh, no, <laughs> I can't guarantee <laughs> I'll be here every week. Yes, you um, can. Number no, two, I haven't. I've honestly haven't paid attention to the games industry for like a year. So be the commish. What? Come on, parenthood. Yeah. Baby, son's walking now. It's scary out here. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Well, he just, Matt, he just wait got till up start... one day. Is like I'm just doing this now. Wait till they start standing on your coffee table and trying to see how far they can jump and if they can reach your couch. Okay. Well, see, that's the oh, see, the man. problem is I'm going to enable that. Mm. So I'm more worried for Reba in that respect because mm. I'm also really looking forward to when he's like. This is a couple years away, but I'm really looking forward to when he starts doing guess what all the time. Mm. And (laughs) I'm the only person in our house that that's going to stress out is my wife, because at at some point she's going to be like, why do you keep doing this to him? And because I will just just, do. Yeah, I will just I will just enable all of that because I find it so endearing personally. Yes, you're on a wonderful, exhausting journey, my friend. Yes. Yeah, I packed my 2023 weirdly full. (laughs) Changed jobs, had a kid. (sighs) Good times, huh? Absolutely. You know, 
it really it, it is i know it's not for everybody and i i but i'm glad i'm doing it so it is for everybody everybody's just a coward coward mm -hmm. i'm just kidding i'm just it was a joke work in a hospital for like 15 minutes you'll see it's not for everybody no, I'm good. um i'm good yeah i got a paper cut the other day and i was no nope. oh. <laughs> laid out for a while <laughs> Oh man. Got well, a paper cut at work. I'm gonna go have a lie down. <laughs> can wow. I get workman's cop? <laughs> oh, I'm dizzy all of a sudden. <laughs> oh no. Um, all right. So congratulations, Leron. You won a prize of choosing what I win. Of Being the choosing. PC muscle race, that's um, you win. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure what you won yet, but we'll discuss off off the air. You won um, bragging rights. Yeah. Well, I have a I have a leftover $50 like PSN card that my boyfriend gave me the year before last that I never used. So if I can get another $80, then I've got my PS Plus subscription for a year because I, mm. I let that shit lapse. <laughs> How about a sweet 25? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Actually, don't give me don't give me PSN. Don't give don't don't give me a PlayStation card because like I barely I barely turned a PS5 on. Uh, you should have just, fun with this, and they actually give you eleven dollars and fifty four cents. <laughs> just give him a PSN card that says Tree Fifty on it. Tree Fifty. Tree Fifty. All right. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I I I'd, I'd say the easy the easy grab is a is is a Steam card is a Steam yeah. gift card. Yeah. Uh, so like always, the third place person will buy the first place person the prize. So me again. <laughs> Yay. You know, you know, what, so Corey's got to drop Lorana steamer, right? Is that what I'm yeah. understanding? You know what? Mm, that's what I heard. <laughs> you know what, Pat, Stephanie, you know, um, Corey does so much for us. Like we, we need to do something nice for him. Nope. We do. No, you showed up. So that's enough. I'm not sending, uh, uh, but we're not sending you and your family to Disney. You're on your own I, for that. I'm show. already going in like three <laughs> weeks. So you just figure it out. You just go to the house, motherfucker. When are you going? Uh, <laughs> two days after we get the keys to our house. Sick. <laughs> so February. February. I, ha 4th. I have to get. I have to get your present in the mail to you. February fourth through the eleventh is when we're going. Okay. So. Buy yourself Sunday a lightsaber Sunday. and say it was from me, nope. Corey. No, no, not buying any expensive gifts. Not buying any expensive anything. <laughs> um, so I'm excited, though. It's going to be fun. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully nobody, uh, you know, cries. But my kids don't know yet, which is exciting. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, anyways... I was going to explain what we're going to do for the Metacritic draft next week, but Stephanie left us, so we're going to ramble for a minute. Matt, how have you been? How's how was your holiday? How was your uh how was your uh not holiday? Cuz you're in the medical field and you don't get days off. Uh I actually um funny story. I I for the first time in 6 years, I had Christmas and New Year's off. Ooh. Yo. Look at you. Yo, that's yeah. that's worth celebrating. Living like a king over here. Yeah. Well, and then it's the funny part, like I've never really I've never really gone into detail detail about this, but since uh for about ten years now, I've I've told people really close to me and you know, 
in close proximity to me that I don't celebrate Christmas. And this is the first time I started saying it to people that like, I started saying it at work. I'm like, I don't celebrate Christmas. They're like, Oh, are, are you, are you Jewish? I, no, I'm not Jewish. I just don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, they're like, but aren't you raising your son Jewish? I'm like, yes, my wife is Jewish, but I don't celebrate Christmas. I'm like, Oh, what are you? So I go, nothing. <laughs> I, I, if I, if, if I'm off, I sleep. Um, Stop bothering me. Who cares? Yeah, just like I just don't like I I I don't I don't need it in my life anymore. You um, you and I are the, you and I are the same because like I I'm but I'm I'm in a completely different way because like um I I'm one of those people where like I don't necessarily need to celebrate these big holidays because like it's a day off from it's a day off for me and like mm-hmm. it's a day that I get to just cherish being alone. But when I tell people that, the only thing they hear is I have nobody to celebrate with, so they think I'm this sad lonely person. Aren't you sad and lonely, Leron? Not since I met my boyfriend. Hmm. Like, like, uh, like, I've turned it around. He, All right, you're telling to... us how no, you. No, no, uh... no, no. Act, I was about to. I was about to say something bad. Never mind. You're telling us how you were Netflix and chilling this weekend. There's no, that was more like Hulu and go. The, that, was, that was like, was like Hulu, Hulu and, and home. home. <laughs> Hulu and go the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> home. <laughs> But um, but we're yeah, so, we're way past our honeymoon phase. I'm sorry, Matt. I did not mean to cut you off. Keep no, going. you're good. You're good. So holiday was fine. Um, but it was also like half of Reba's family celebrates Christmas, so we went there, and it was nice to see Aton just sort of meet a whole bunch of family that he hadn't met yet. And kid's gonna be a little senator, man. He just works the room without even talking. It's crazy. I wish I had. I wish I had half the confidence he seems to have in crowds. You're telling me, man. <laughs> kids are <laughs> kids know no bounds when it comes to that. Uh, man, me on the other hand, I will hide. Oh, forever. another little another little thing that happened. I got my first dada. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. So nice. So that was cool. That was, nice. That was cool. He's not said it since. Because I responded to it. He's like, oh, wait a minute. I don't want that guy. <laughs> Just get him away. <laughs> nice. So let me guess. You're not, his favorite, you're, you're not his favorite parent. Oh, it's not even a contest. Come Dads on. never are. Think about think of, think of, think about it. Just think about it. Not necessarily like, you know, the role of the mother and the father, but think about it in terms of pure anatomy and biology. She provides literally everything for him. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if he's in my arms for too long, he's like, you do nothing for me. Meanwhile, you know, I also. It's true. But it's cause he, cause he doesn't understand what working is. He doesn't understand that. Like I have to pay to, you know, keep, you know, all that. Um, But so naturally, like he's always going to prefer that over just some dude in a baseball cap going, look at this record. Uh, although when I do spin records now, he does want me to lift him mm. up so he can look at them. It'd be a good, like kind of either like an after dark topic at some point. Cause I was told that I was very partial to my dad when I was a baby, but that mm. could just be a very unique circumstance. Cause my mother, as I love her and she has her own very special way of showing her love. My dad was probably the more affectionate <laughs> one out of the two. But, like, sometimes I hear, like, when I speak to dads, they're like, yeah, my daughter loves me but hates or clashes with mom. And then all the sons, 
love the mom and clash with dad. And I don't know if it's like some weird Freudian thing or whatever, but I mean, it something, could be. I've, something I've learned from, uh, from psychology is like there tend there tends to always be an in most instances there tends to always be an adversarial relationship between mothers and daughters. Hmm. Like and whereas fathers are kind of different. Um, fathers, you know, like they have their son and they want them to be their best friend, and then eventually, like it becomes adversarial. Like when the kid gets older, like especially during the teenage years and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's such so a weird dynamic, and, and and normally, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of weird about, it's kind of weird how, like, that goes, because, like, I just look at, I just look at the parent, the parent-child relationship, they always love each other. I mean, now that I'm, now that I'm firmly in it, and I know Corey and Stephanie could probably speak to this as well, uh, I don't know what your situation is, Pat, I'm not trying to leave you out, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um but uh it's once you're in it it's it you start to see you see it very very differently like um i've been seeing i like i've been feeling like a lack of connection with or at least i was feeling like a lack of connection with aton for a while just because he seemed to just react pretty negatively when when i was you know taking him from his mother for a brief moment so she could like you know relax or go to the bathroom or just have a solitary second by herself um but like now he's starting to recognize like like i think he's definitely fully recognized the three important people in his life like uh my wife me and my mother-in-law and he he knows that each of us offers something different for him uh and he knows how to get his needs met from all three of us, depending on a a given situation. So, but then like, um, there are probably a ton of other things I could go into, but I'm not going to, I don't want to take us down that path right now. Video games, right? Sure. Video games. (laughs) Well, speaking back to video games and and whatnot but shout out to um a friend of mine jenny she just said she subscribed to the boss rush podcast so thank you for subscribing leave that comment review nice one not a one star (laughs) because we talked ill of elden ring maybe one time (laughs) not even ill just like i know did not sing its praise <laughs> but yeah i don't i mean except for except for maybe Laurent, i don't really see any of you being anywhere near interested in that <laughs> hey i played a few hours of elden ring i was like man this is sure a dark souls game and then i put it yeah. away <laughs> right which which why <laughs> like i made a mage build and then i got gate kept so hard because mm. people are like, oh, look at this guy. He's a mage. Ew. Why were you a mage, bro? Because exactly. being a mage in Elden Ring is awesome. <laughs> it is actually. It was pretty cool. To be, it's honest. like it's the only. It's the, it, it, I'm so shocked they found a way to make a magic user be more fun than Dark Souls Two. Because Dark Souls Two was up until Elden Ring the the gold standard for being a magic user in a Souls game. Mm. I knew that. Come at me. I don't care what That's I don't care what anybody, <laughs> I don't care what anybody has to say. 
fucking yes, comment. Yeah. Comment yeah. him, but don't leave us a one star review. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> what years? I don't. I don't work here, so Matt's it's fine. Talking about Dark Souls. Here we go. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I'm telling you, like I'm telling you, Matt and I are the same because I'm. I'm always like, y'all know what the ad. I is. I mean, like, the resemblance is uncanny. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm looking <laughs> in a mirror, Leron. <laughs> I know. I need, to, I need to wear more hats on the stream now. Well, I know, like ever since I've done this with my hair, I'm like, I want to show my hair off. I will not bear my arms more because it'll just embarrass you. Like that's my reflection. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Speaking of embarrassing, let's uh, let's go over some Metacritic draft rules for next week, so we can just kind of jump right in and talk about what we've been playing next week and everything. So basically, next next week we are doing our 2024 Metacritic draft. Pat will obviously be included in that uh, this year. And basically what we're going to do the first or second week of every quarter. So January, April, July, October. Yep. Yes. We will pick. Each of us will pick five games per quarter. For a grand total. Oh, goodness. For a grand total of 20 games each. Yes. I don't know if I'll be able to come up with that many games. You will. I believe in you. That is 80 games among us. Yep. That I was going to be us. taking notes like a Wait, mad someone picking among during us? The, uh, during Nintendo Rex. Also, I want to say the rules also, if, the, if you have picked a game, or if you have not picked a game and it comes out and nobody has picked it, you cannot pick it. So like of course, that makes that makes absolute and total sense. So, yeah, because then you'll already know the Metacritic score. And yeah, uh, that seems a little unfair, but that's cheating cheater. Yeah. What Laurent said. Well, now that we gotten those rules out of the way, that's basically it. And we'll decide if we want to use open critic or Metacritic next week. Uh, Metacritic chap just sounds like a we'll probably keep the name, but we'll, we might use open critic. But anyways, you can say open critic draft. It's kind of the same thing. We could. Same rhythm. Same rhyme. Mm. It's bobsled time. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts. It's time (laughs) to talk about our top games of the year. So basically what we're going to do, I'm pretty sure most of, if not all of us, have made at least a top five. Um, I've been a top five, but only two of them are from this year because I've not played a lot. That's okay. Uh, I made a top 46. That's fair. Um, What we're going to add Hitman to it to make it 47. (laughs) Boom. Fortunately, the 47th game did not get in there by the time I made the list. I had to find a spot for it. Rip. So what we're going to do is we are going to rapid fire through our honorable mentions slash 10 through 6 if we made it that far. And then what we'll do is go one at a time for our top fives. Um, Matt, you can say whatever you want. Uh, okay. So, 
Uh, who wants to go? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You uh -oh. can't. You can't give him. You can't give him very loose boundaries like that. Say whatever he wants. Like he wait. will. He will. He will say whatever the fuck he wants about us. I know. <laughs> Not about any fine. games he's played. <laughs> it's okay. Matt, you can say whatever you want. That's fine. I mean, if I didn't like you, I'd say more of what I want. But oh, I, but boy. I, 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 lo I love and respect all of you. So I wouldn't Aww. even dare. Thank you. <clears throat> well, thank you. I mean, I keep coming back for a reason. So <laughs> you're a glutton for punishment. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just herpes personified. I don't know. Oh God, you have to keep on. <laughs> Once you get it, you can't get rid of it. That's me. <laughs> it burns, but in a good way. You can hide it though. What? <laughs> uh, Matt, you want to go no first? Comment. You want to? You want to? Since you are our esteemed guest this week, you want to talk about some of the favorite things that you've played that aren't in your top five? That aren't in my top five? Okay. Um, I have to kind of go from memory. Oh, um, I revisited Neon White this year. Um. And while I don't think much of the main the the main guy behind it, uh, Ben Esposito, because he's said some not necessarily like one hundred percent awful things, but he's been acting kind of problematically, not like not like criminally problematically, but like he's eh, not a great guy. Neon White is a really fun game. Uh, I do love the soundtrack. Um, and it's, it's, um, if you would have told me that a game like, um, what is it? The running game that EA brought back mirror's edge. Yes. If, if you gave mirror's edge, but with cards for combat, I would have, I would have said nah. And then you add like dating sim elements to it. I would have said, what the hell are you doing? Uh, but that <laughs> neon, what neon white is, is a very nice package. I do like it a lot. Uh, I started a game called Haven and I never really got to finish it. Yeah. Uh, the traversal in that game is really cool. The romance is really nice. Um, I you remember can, Haven. Okay. You can choose to be um, uh, guy, girl, guy, guy, girl, girl um, in terms of like the relationship and the story. It doesn't really change a lot of the dialogue options. As far as I know, I could be wrong there, but I chose I chose uh, a girl guy relationship and I thought the dialogue between the characters when they, when it was time to be romantic was very sweet and very warm and very reminiscent of like a very caring relationship. Um, and the, and that game was, that game was really fun. I just never got to finish it. And then what else did I play? I can't think of anything, so I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let. I have my five, and that's really it. So, um, I'll let. I'll let the next person go. All right. Well, Pat, I'm sure you have a, a list chock full of games. I do have a list. I actually, uh, I have it on my phone right now. All right. So uh, I take it. I'm just doing uh, the speed run of ten through six. 10 through 6, and then, like, honorable mentions, I guess. Okay, well. Want, like, a couple, like, two or three honorable mentions, if you want. I would, Something that really I stood out to you, but open. didn't quite have it, you know? 
Hold on, I gotta open up that list then. Oh no, he made oh. a huge list. This guy. Yeah, I had the ten list. You're making me get the uh, the forty sixer. You're making me go to the spreadsheet. <laughs> it is on a spreadsheet. Steph's seen the spreadsheet. I have. It's a beauty. That sounds like a euphemism if I've ever heard one. <laughs> uh, all right. So, honorable mentions. I will say uh, my 11 and 12 games was Legend of Heroes, Heroes, Trails to Azure, and Master Detective Archives, Rank Code. That's Great five game. games in one title. Yep. <laughs> uh, but if we're uh, we're here for the top ten, so I will go through that quick. Number ten, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Hmm. Oh, yeah, number ten, crazy. Everyone thought that was going to be game of the year. I know we uh, all had it th- locked when that game came out. <laughs> <laughs> number nine. Theatris Theatrism Final Fan or Final Bar Line. Hmm. That is a Final Fantasy based rhythm game. Mm-hmm. I played the heck out of that and every time a new DLC dropped, had to put it pick it up and try that new DLC. Number eight, Octopath Traveler Two. Hmm. This game was a uh, this game was definitely about the journey and the wonderful music that is behind it. Like Funny thing is, I thought Octopath 1 was kind of boring, but then I gave 2 a shot, and you know what? I was impressed with 2. It was great. I heard, I heard 2 was way better than 1, because I and also found better. 1 to be... Uh, it overstated its welcome real quick. I don't want to say initially it was boring, but I feel like it got super repetitive and outstayed its welcome, for sure. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. I lost, I lost a lot of motivation in the first one. I'm like, I don't care about any of these characters anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally tried to play the game twice. Like, I played it once. <laughs> I got, like, one and a half chapters through for everyone. Then I played it again, and I got through everyone's second chapter, but then I quit again. Mm. Anyways, mm. Uh, number seven, Hogwarts Legacy. Ooh. And then number six, Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Erased His Name. Ooh. That seems a little low on your list. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. You know what? It would have been higher, but the top five, like uh, that, his top his good. top five, his top five must have some bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bang banging. Banging bangers. Uh speaking of bangers, uh Laron. Whoa. 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 Don't act like you don't. <laughs> don't act like that didn't excite you a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, well, this is uh, you know what? These are actually uh, everything in my in my top ten is everything I've actually I've actually played or actually started, you know. And when I say started, like most all these almost all these games on this list are games I actually got a little bit of the way through. I didn't, you know, I got I didn't just get to the first save and then and then I was done, you know. So like yeah, so like this is actually genuine for me. So here we go, guys. All right, so my um my top ten through six. Uh, we start we starting off with uh, Metroid Prime Remaster. 
wonderful game. I love it, but I also remembered why, like, you know, like Metroid Prime was like a slow a slow burn for me because uh, I never got used to the first-person style of that game and stuff like that. But it's nice It's nice what, seeing what Nintendo and the developer did with this game. And, um, and yeah, so it made my top ten this year. This past nice. year, I should say. At number nine was Bomber Cyberfunk. I love this game. I love the nostalgia in it. But once you get past the nostalgia, that's about all it's got going for it, in all, in all honesty. you know, um, It's got a decent soundtrack, but, I mean – it's nostalgia, so like it's not just that radio soundtrack, you know. It's yeah. got it's got really good gameplay, and actually elevates some of just as radio's uh, original gameplay as well. But at the same, you know, because like they expanded, like you know, you have skateboards, you have bicycles, you actually you can still rollerblade and stuff like that, you know. But you know, uh, after a while, like it kind of it kind of like loses its luster. It got grading didn't real lose fast. Enough of his luster. Yeah. How was that? It got grading real fast. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, coming in number eight was uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom Liberty. Now, the reason why this is on my list, even though I have not beaten Cyberpunk 2077, is because my roommate loved it so much and he wanted me to actually try it. Even get so, I was like, okay, I will play. I will play all the way through the intro- introductory stuff and get into the story, and I have to stop because I need to go beat CP 77. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can. T- but I tell you this, fire. like, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the game is so the game is so gorgeous. You know, you know, I play on the PC side, you know, like so like when you have like the hardware that does the heavy lifting and stuff like it's 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 almost like a transformational experience, kind of like kind of like a transformational experience that people that people got from playing original Final Fantasy seven to Final Fantasy seven remake. You know, it's that transformational as far as what Cyberpunk 2077 has done in two plus years time. It's incredible. Um at number seven on my list was Hi-Fi Rush. You know me; I love, I love, I love rhythm games. I love rhythm games. This in this game, this game is gorgeous. It's beautiful and stuff. I feel like sometimes the combat can get a little convoluted, you know. And it's not, it's not, it's not because like you know, like because uh, you know, like a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, it must have gotten convoluted for you because like you, you just didn't do the beat matching." Like motherfucker, all I do is play rhythm-based games trust me i can beat match with the with the rest of them but you know some of the mechanics and conventions of hi-fi rush kind of kept it from being in my top five um and uh and and in the and in the number six place in my top 10 alan wake 2 because i'm a big fan of alan wake 2 uh, alan wake the series um but i had not played enough with alan wake 2 to propel it into my top five so yeah so it's gonna be interesting what numbers five through one are for me Beautiful game, though. Nice. Love the story. I guess we should talk oh. some. Uh, actually, Stephanie, you're Stephanie. You, you, yep. you're a go now. Well, quick, how far are you now in Lake Two? Not far, not far enough to count. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Like, um, like, like, we're, like we're investing only top first. six far, not top five far. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we're just, we're just we obviously thing. haven't hit We Sing yet. <laughs> No, 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 no! I have, I have not because remember, come on, during the game awards, I was like, uh, I was like, what, what was the point of this performance? You know, like I was not, I was not in on the joke. You know, <laughs> yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, but All also, right. but also, but also, I feel like the musical performances always take away from the game awards. Like it, it takes me out of it <laughs> anyway. Mm. Yeah, uh, the game now music in the games that's a completely different thing you know like i guarantee you probably when i get to that point in the game i'm gonna be like hell yeah this is fucking great you know but but seeing at the game awards i was like huh really you but but i was like that for every single other musical performance except for the final fantasy one that shit was gorgeous that shit was gorgeous and i was like god i was singing this shit <laughs> yeah. yeah 
So there I've we go. Played that, I've played that song from the old gods of Asgard so many times. My son is starting to sing along to it and know the lyrics. That poor <laughs> child. Uh, Corey, what was the what was the last game you talking you about? about before you stepped what away? What are you talking about? Uh, the last the last game I heard you talk about Metroid yeah. Prime Remastered. Okay, number nine was Bomber Cyberpunk. Number eight was Cyberpunk uh, seventy seven Fan of Liberty. Number number seven was High Fire Rush. Number six is Alan Wake Two. So I guess that means it's Stephanie's turn. Is it? Um, it is. Sure. This is my kind of 10 through 6 slash honorable mention. I think the majority of these don't necessarily go. Actually, well, all right. So these three uh, don't have a particular order, and that's uh, Melon Journey, Bittersweet Memories. Um, really fun game with a, a Game a game Boy-like uh, art style. Uh really adorable um you play as a person with bunny ears and you work in a a melon soda factory where the next town over uh, melon melons and melon products are all illegal it's just like a really kooky crazy premise but it's just a lot of fun and it really makes me feel like i'm playing a old game boy uh adventure game but with you know more modern sensibility and it's got a great script so um, I, I played it at PAX East 2023, and that's how I learned about it. Uh, bought the physical off Play Asia. Um, really liked it. Uh, Super Mario RPG and Coffee Talk 2. So those are um, honorable mentions. I, I never played the original Mario RPG. Uh, I give it a lot of credit. I mean, given that that came out way back when, that's pretty awesome. And then Coffee Talk 2, just a fantastic indie game. Um, the sequel, I, I still like the original better, but the sequel still holds up. Um, and then number seven and six um, are... Just it's painful for me to say that they're not in my top five, but that's only because so many great games came out. Uh, Pikmin 4 and Resident Evil 4 Remake. They uh, are up there, but just got edged out by by other things. So I've never played the original Resident Evil, Evil 4, so I don't have nostalgia to, to really bolster my experience. And even then, I freaking loved it. It just was so fun. It's just a blast. And then Pikmin 4, you'll see a theme here. I've never played a Pikmin game, but Pikmin 4 is just an amazing, well-done game. The puzzles are fun, great to explore. It's just, whew, it's, it's, I can't recommend it enough for everybody. So that those are my honorable mentions. And like I said, it pains me to say that Pikmin 4 and Resident Evil 4 Remake are like outside my top five, but they're like, top five adjacent <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah pigment four is incredible it's incredible it's an amazing game uh so, so i guess that leaves me huh um mm -hmm. so i'm gonna start off this is like this is like an 11 number 11 and it was actually on my list for a long time but then i feel like me playing it so much la uh 2022 and it technically not hitting 1.0 until 2023. That maybe it would be unfair if it was on my list, an official list. But it's Disney Dreamlight Valley, everybody. Dude, that was like your number two on Nintendo Power Block. How is it number 11? Well, I said I took it off this list. I took mm. it off this show's list because then I, I also felt like everybody would just make fun of me. 
but uh it was uh we'll still find ways to make fun of you i know it's fine also since ed and i recorded that episode my list has changed because i played new games (laughs) Fair, Uh, because we recorded that before new year's or on new year's eve Mm. or new year's whatever i don't remember it was so long ago at this point uh but my 10 to my 10 to six uh so my number 10 is ravenlock uh for uh xbox it's on game pass it is a kind of like this voxel 2.5 slash 3d zelda like experience at nalice in wonderland it's really cute really charming coco cucumber is uh the developer uh number nine is hi-fi rush great art style killer soundtrack uh both the real soundtrack and the quote-unquote streaming streaming only soundtrack are both bangers um characters are great you know it's 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 a it's a wonderful experience uh number eight is resident evil 4 um specifically uh, separate ways kind of cemented this game to be on my list i really enjoyed that entire experience even though i don't like the spooky games although this game uh, outside of that maybe that opening couple hours is not scary really at all it's gonna say like who knew that a resident evil game would make your top top 10 i know Mm -hmm. uh yes laron you thought resident Evil 4 was scary no that's what i'm trying to tell that's what i'm trying to say i said i said i wouldn't have imagined resident evil being on my list because i don't play scary games but the game uh-huh. after even maybe like the first couple. Oh, okay, of hours okay, okay, okay. I thought. Okay, I thought definitely not the way I heard it. I thought. I thought it sounded like you. You got through some parts, and then it got <laughs> no. scary for you. No, okay. that listen. The I thought it was terrifying. Regenerators. The yeah. regenerators are terrifying. The opening too, when you like first explore it. that house in the beginning, is like there's some jump scares in there that are pretty whatever. But yeah, there's some jump scares. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Remnant 2. Uh, I didn't play enough of it for it to be higher on my list, but it reminds me of a... I mean, it's definitely a poor man's Outriders is how I described it uh, earlier <laughs> this week. And, uh, man, I, I guess I have to play Outriders. Y'all dude, Outriders is Outriders Game of the Year 2021-2. This guy, this, this guy keeps talking about this game. Dude, Outriders is fucking dope. I don't care what anybody says. I will say the writing in that game is is gold. What Outriders? You know, no. Uh, oh, Outriders. Yeah, that's what I said. Outriders. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Be like, no okay, Outriders. So there's this <laughs> volcano. It's got a monster in it. You want to avoid the monster, so I have to go and fight this monster, right? Yep. No, that's not what. I'm, yo, no, I, I have to go and fight this monster. Yep. Your your character is a total <laughs> d bag. Dead. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I love he's it. Basically, a space cowboy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I fucking love Outriders. Remnant reminds me of that. Uh, what? Let's see. Where am I? At? And my number six is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, a very amazing 2D Mario game. Uh, so that that would that would be it. That would be my. Uh, bottom five i guess you would say so uh matt we're back to you guy what's your number five buddy all right so you also must state the year it came out 
No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some of these Blood I don't Lord. actually remember, so you're just gonna have to bear with me. I'm I'm also going to say, you know, I became a fan with you. Is it Baldur's I, Gate? I, <laughs> no. Um I became a father, started a new job. Trying to learn new things was very challenging this year. So I also am including a companion list of games that I really, really wanted to play but wasn't able to. Um, so number five is is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And Hell yeah. Hell that yeah. Came, that's been on that's been on I've done a couple of top ten lists over the past couple of years for other places. And that has been on my list for the past three years. It came out in three years ago now. Um, and the reason I keep adding it to my list is because every time I pick a new weapon, that game plays differently. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's start, that's sort of my, that's my, that, that, that'll be my sales pitch for monster hunter as something people should play. Um, because 14 different 14 different weapons 14 well weapons. 13 because the heavy bow gun and the light bow gun they are oh they're they're major differences between those two Come and on. see and and i i started i tried each of them i'm like this is boring i'm a, I'm I'm a light bow gun person myself though okay oh here we go again we're, we're turning into the monster sure. show here we go <laughs> maybe we should talk um uh but Hunters for hire so, anybody <laughs> Um, you know, a Matt schedule like that—that that could actually work in my favor. I know that's what I'm suggesting it. <laughs> um, but so going back, and, and really, I didn't do anything different this time out. I just started playing it on PlayStation, and playing it on PlayStation has just been so nice and so fun. And I—it became a new challenge because going back to it after playing through all of rise and all of sunbreak on switch and steam um the years those respectively happened i forgot how to be bad at that game so when you start i, for, I forgot like how to i forgot how to start from the beginning so it's literally like i know the mechanics of the weapon oh wait i haven't learned these switch skills yet oh i haven't figured i haven't crafted this particular decoration yet oh crap i have to i have to get all the way there to get my build back oh so i ended up um actually you know i i told a fib i did pick the lance uh this year and i got really good with the lance the, the pokey pokey lance not the not the boom mama shell everything definitely so i got really good with the gun lance on switch uh people who just say the lance is pokey pokey in in Rise and Sunbreak, y'all are lying. Oh, like, I know. I, yeah, Rise and Sunbreak. There's, like the, there's something very nice in taking that gigantic shield, just taking it to the side, bringing this big lance, pulling back, and smacking and the hell out of something, smacking a dragon and knocking them over. You look like Mongo in Blazing Saddles, <laughs> and they just fall to the ground. It's oh. Oh, um, I, 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 I love I love Matt's energy. Yeah, we, we also, gotta do something. <laughs> but also, like, I went back to the insect glaive the past few weeks, and let me tell you, there's something so freeing about that weapon. You just, you know, oh, a dragon's gonna fly away. Oh, I'm just gonna vault up there with you, dragon. I'm gonna bring you down. Have you uh, have you have you tried the challenge yet? Which is just kill a monster with just the insect. Have you tried that? 
No, because I like to have fun. That just seemed boring. <laughs> use the use the, uh, the 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 powder vortex. vortex? Mm. Yes. Eh. Like I I'm before I finish because I'm I'm really close to the platinum in Rise. So before I finish, I will figure out how powder vortex works. But um I love this game so much. Monster Hunter World brought me in. This has made me a fan. And once I'm done platinuming Rise, I will participate in the return to world thing that's happening in the Monster Hunter. I've, I've already right returned. I, I I have too. I've been playing it on my Steam Deck. and I'm, pl- uh, I'm playing it on my wrong ally. And, we should do this bit. <laughs> and... And like the bow, the bow. Oh, I love the bow so much. The bow. Okay, okay, okay. Don't you even. Sh- sh- you knew what I was gonna say. Sh- you knew what I was gonna. <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're done. Oh no. What are we doing? I, I'm just gonna say one thing. Fuck long swords. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you knew what I was about to say. You knew what I was about to say. Fucking diva ass long swords getting in my way. Because um, I watch, I watch, I watch people bowman, and I'm like, y'all have the nerve to talk about the long sword? <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, so the the game, <laughs> the the game I'm gonna put in the companion spot here is the game that I tried no less than seven times. But when you're a new parent and uh, you realize that you need to do certain, you need to get a certain uh, distance in the game to like not necessarily save your progress, but so you can sort of internalize a lot of it. Uh, this is where I'm putting Armored Core Six. I tried to play that game so many times, and I was never able to get a long enough session into where I like internalized a lot of what I need. I will get back to it. I will play that game. I will probably get all the trophies in it because I do that for FromSoft games. Um, but what I did play of that game is fucking awesome. Um, and it left a, probably the best impression on me that a From Software game has left since Demon Souls. Um, not better than Demon Souls, but very, very good. Whoever wants to go next, the floor is yours. I'm done for a while. Um, I guess that would be Pat is next. All right. My game number five was Diablo 4. Diablo 4? Diablo 4. I put in I thought everybody hated that game, Pat. You know what? People do, and I don't know why. You know, I just don't. Because it's actually a really fun game. Like, the world that you explore, like, it has so much lore, and it's just... There's so much going on, and the side quests are so meaningful, and like learning about the various characters in the game. And it's also like the only game I played multiplayer, and I've really enjoyed playing multiplayer with friends on this. Like, we tackled various quests, we raided dungeons, sometimes we split off and did our own thing, and then came back together to fight a world uh, boss. Like, there, there's a lot going on in this game, and they keep, and now they're going to have the quarterly seasons and hopefully a new expansion here by the end of the year, which they, you know, the hate the vessel of hatred, but it's, you know, it, it really got me into Diablo and I kind of want to go back now and play uh, two and three, Hmm. but um, four, four was amazing. A lot of fun. People should go check it out. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, LeBron, what is your number? Uh, what are we on? Five. Five. All right. So let me just go ahead. Let me just go ahead and frame this now. Like their Nintendo games in my top five. No, there's not. There are Nintendo. There are first party Nintendo games in my. Who in, are uh, the top five? Yeah, there is. I know which one. Yep. So there's one in mine off, too. Starting this. Starting this off right. I'll show you mine Mario if you Brothers show me yours. One. Oh God. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. <laughs> I guessed it. Yeah. Okay. So I can't say enough about this game. Like I like like I watched my boyfriend beat the game like 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 last week, and I'm still playing it. So I was like, you know what? This is one of those situations where I don't like spoilers, but because like I the game started giving me fits. Like you know, like once I got once I got a little knee deep into the second world. And my boyfriend just went above and beyond, and then he and he beat the game. Like he went to the final final stage and beat that, you know. Because so this game, this game are we is wacky. final final stage, as in the final actual like Bowser level, or are we talking about the star level secret? The star secret. level, the se- <gasps> yeah, that he one. Did the the Rainbow Road he of beat platformers. It. He beat no. it. He beat it. He I don't have it. the and, patience to hey, do that. And you one. know, and you know what? I had to. I had to tell him. I was like, I was like, you're a better gamer than I am because, like, I usually quit. I usually quit. I Nintendo lost games. fifty lives in a row on that one. <laughs> he went. He he went. He bought Get the ninety nine. The ninety nine one up <laughs> thing from the store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, like this game, this game is wacky. It's zany. It's it it's 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 just pure fun and enjoyment. And you know, it's been a long time since I played a game that's just like pure fun and enjoyment. Like you know, like Monster Hunter aside, you know, like uh, like it's it's been a while since I played something that just that just kind of like took my breath away with how like you know what like we nominated this in the feel good category for a reason. We did, you know. And yeah, like I mean, it's it it was a it was a masterpiece and a treasure. And you know, like this is coming from somebody I was like uh, that. You know, like I was like, I love two D Mario games, like more than the three D Mario games. But at the same time, when when I saw the when I saw the initial trailer for this, I was like, ooh, this looks like they found a way to make two D two D Mario like super complicated, like they did with three D Mario. And yeah, there's. There are some times that you say it could get complicated, but in all seriousness, like the game, like the, like the game is so fun that you want to learn the complicated shit, you know, which is which that's a treasure in itself because a lot of games are difficult for no reason and it pisses people off to where they quit, you know. But Mario Wonder just kept me in there, and you know what? I'm in a love hate relationship with all the levels that you have to beat match because, like, some of those beat matching stages are fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh, they're fine. Can I? Am I? Am I missing something with Mario Wonder? Yes, because I've played a ton of it, and it doesn't feel that different from New Super Mario Brothers, which I also played very recently for Switch. Like, did I nobody like, play like New Wonder Super f- Mario Brothers? Yeah, I played New Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. the Wii U one. So, mm-hmm. okay, I'll bet you not one. a lot of people did. Like, at least probably not since the Wii. Because the Wii was the last really big selling console. So the new Super Mario Brothers Wii, people probably played a ton of. Um, but I think from... I, I haven't played Wonder. Um, I've seen a lot of it because most of my most of my 
video game interaction was going to see things that I wanted to play. So I would just, I would just watch people play it. What I like about Super Mario Wonder is it seems like the developers this time out from my perspective, I'm not saying this is gospel, but it seems like they took, they took notes from all of the best platformers of probably the last 10 years and beyond, like probably, probably the last 15 years, because this is the first Mario that looked like it was, it had some super meat boy about it. It also looked like it had some uh, Rayman origins, Rayman legends about it. It also looked like it had some Celeste in it. Like it's, it seems like they are fine. And it also like um, the Kaizo folks that, that just make, hard as shit yeah. Mario levels. Like it looked like it had it looked like it took information probably, from all of those pools and found a probably, way to and found a way to make it to, to codify it under the umbrella that is Nintendo without they probably stole distilling so many ideas without, from the Mario Maker like like stages that people built. <laughs> oh yeah. Well I mean weren't there actual Mario Maker creators that got hired by Nintendo? I think I think that was a thing that happened. Um, I don't know for sure. I don't have any news stories in front of me, but I feel like this is the first two D Mario that kind of went that that kind of looked at the world around it and said, "We know we've been influential. What have people been doing, and how can we sort of continue that conversation?" Yeah, because I feel like this is more of a conversation between developers at times rather than um, players. But and and also like, can't really argue with the way a Nintendo platformer looks. Yeah, I see we the have thing... a cat now <laughs> in Stephanie's <laughs> spot. Yeah, Pax like, just like no, look at me. <laughs> Stephanie's just like peeking out behind the cat. Yeah, she's no. making biscuits on my arm. I, nice. The one other thing, the uh, one other thing I'll say before, nice. uh, before I turn it over to the next person about Mario Wonder is, uh, is just the, is just the. Um, it's going to sound very contradictory, but when you look, when you when you when you break it down to the way it is, like the game is, is the game is pretty simplistic, and you know what? Uh, I think it was, I think that was like a palate cleanser, you know, for a lot of these very super complicated games that we played in this day and age, you know, like when I, and you know, like just games that you know, like, like 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 just text like your 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 will your limit you know whether we have like the the roguelites the soul the soulsborns uh you know like um uh ridiculous ass like you know like looter shooters that you know like it seems like there's no end you know things that monster hunter yeah monster hunter yeah yeah you know i i i figured i'd play play a week or two worth of mario wonder and i put it down like no i'm still coming back to it i so that's that's my number five cool uh stephanie i guess that means that you're up i uh still need to get back to mario wonder because that's one of the games that my son just decided to take over he's like oh what you playing mario i want to play it and then he took the cartridge and never gave it back (laughs) so anyway (laughs) i i swear like one of these days we're gonna one of these days we're gonna get to that to that point where like when you buy physical you get a free digital copy one of these days (laughs) <laughs> would be nice 
Uh, Maybe there'll be like a hundred dollar bundle that you'd get. You know that. what? You know what? Sony. Damn. Sony. Here's your challenge. You want to win? You want to win the next generation? Oh, that won't win it. Or, that, so, I, mean, I don't know if you saw any of the Insomniac leaks or not, but they are not going to be doing that anytime soon. That's oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, feels so How bad. Will they them. be able to take that privilege away from you when the time comes if you have a physical? Uh, well, technically, they can still technically do that. Yeah, they, they can, can still code it. They can still they can they can still firmware update the damn PlayStation, so it won't so it will not play the game. Yeah, they they can kill like, code it. Just like just like how just like a, just how like Windows and, and and Apple like stuff hits end of life and you can't use it on the on the hardware. Like, trust me, these these console companies can do it too. Oh yeah. All right, Stephanie. We totally just hijacked. I know. Good. Um, number five, Paxel and I are going with Final Fantasy 16. Um, nice. I am one of those few that like the action RPG to style. Like, I didn't mind it. Sorry, Paxel, if I offended you. Stray did not come out this year. Um, anyway, I just... I really fell in love with the icon battles. The soundtrack was fantastic and I just overall had a blast and it's been a while since I've dug my uh, hands into a final fantasy game and really loved it. Uh, And so this was kind of final fantasy's return to form for me. Everybody's tastes are different. Um, I really enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the journey. I have not, uh, tried the DLC yet, but I plan to. So that's uh, my my top five. It was just way too beautiful, too epic uh, for me not to. Nice. Uh, I guess that means it's my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. My number five is Pikmin 4. It's a wonderful game. I am obsessed with it. Um, I almost... And this is a big fat almost put it over Zelda and it was over Zelda until I got sucked back into Zelda over break and realized just man, probably not. Um, But Pikmin 4 is just wonderful. The exploration, I think Ochi is like such a key element of making that game better than its predecessors. Uh, For me, this is the best Pikmin experience and definitely the best one since the first one. Um, as someone who is kind of down on three, this is a return to form and then some. Uh, I love the dungeon, like the mini dungeons you go into. Uh, it's just a wonderful experience. And I uh, think Pikmin 4 is uh, definitely going to win game of the year somewhere. It is that good. Yeah, I really wish uh, Pikmin 4... I wouldn't say it wasn't successful, right? But obviously, like, I just don't think as a franchise, Pikmin sells as as well as a Mario or a Zelda. And it's unfortunate. And the thing with Ochi is, you know, that mechanic could have been either excessive or unnecessary. But I think Nintendo did a really great job with uh, how Ochi uh, functioned in the game. Love Ochi. Yeah. And... uh the yeah, just to give people some perspective on Pikmin Four, uh, Pikmin Four outsold uh, one through three uh, combined by two. Huh? So, oh, well, that's good. 
Uh, so just whatever they sold been. and plus two or times double? two. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pikmin Four was a pretty big success for them. Uh, the world is ready for it now. Yeah, the world is ready for Pikmin. Uh, speaking of ready, Matt, we're ready for your number four. So number four, guess what? It's another old one. No, it's um, not. so I went back to a little game. I think this came out in 2022. It 1.0'd in 2022. I know that for sure. Or maybe it 1.0'd in 2023. I could be wrong. Vampire Survivors. Ooh, um, good one. When I played that, um, my buddy Jason and I, we were kind of, it was the first time in a long time that I'd been in an achievement race with somebody. And he and I were trying, because they they were, the developer of Vampire Survivors was just putting out content for it at a clip that was just unreal to us. And every time new new stuff came out for it, 10, maybe 20 new achievements came out. This year, um, it was the first thing I played on my Steam Deck because I could just install it real quickly and take it to work. And I ended up trying to get, I ended up basically starting from the beginning again and getting all the achievements. And after 1.0, they made some changes to that game, not mechanically, not gameplay, but there were certain paths you could take in that game that it just went wild places. I still haven't fully wrapped my head around it, but it was one of those things when I started finding out about the branching paths in Binding of Isaac originally, not just beating mom and being done with it. Once I started finding that out, I was like, oh, this is just kind of a a mind melter in the best possible way. Uh, So that made that made 2023 really fun in terms of playing games and i still think folks should play that game if they haven't uh the companion for it actually is pikmin 4 uh because i've not had a chance to play that i've watched it and uh i've I haven't watched a lot of it because i i'm i'm a big fan of the pikmin series uh, i like three i think more than most i don't think it's better than one or two but i, I think i like it more than most um but I'm very excited to finally play four. I'm glad they made a fourth. I was worried they weren't going to do it. Um, Cause I also recognize that when people say if they want to get rid of like, you know, every so often you do those, if you can get rid of a game character or a game series, I feel like the most, the two most common ones are Pikmin and Kirby. Um, I don't know why, at least with regards to Nintendo. Um, Kirby, I don't care about too much, but I'm not, I don't hate it that much. But uh, Pikmin is very close to my heart, and I'm very excited to play mm. for. Nice. No, I, I feel the same way with Kirby, and I know Corey feels the same way. It was funny. Quick side story: when I was making a a Nintendo Direct bingo card, and it was an inside joke, and one of them was like another stupid Kirby game, just because you know there's sometimes where they just throw out a bunch of Kirby games, but we're still waiting on some other franchises. Right. When I put that on Twitter, per usual, like apparently there's some bloodthirsty Kirby fans, and they're like, "I'm gonna find you and kill you." I'm like, "Okay, well, you don't need to be that upset that I." 
it's yeah. called Kirby a stupid game, but okay. Those games, every Kirby game I've played, Epic Yarn looks so good, but like you have to try to die. There should be a, yeah. there should you be some stakes. Die. You should play Mass Attack. What? You should play Kirby Mass Attack. What's that? That was a Game Boy DS art. Game Boy DS. Nintendo DS uh, Kirby game where Kirby Mm. gets split into 10 Kirbys. That game is hard. Oh, I don't know. I can only handle one Kirby at a time. I mean, no thanks. To quote a friend of mine, uh, that might be some bullshit I like. (laughs) (laughs) Kirby doesn't have a lot of his normal abilities when he got split into 10, so he can't like suck abilities and stuff. And so you have to try and like get through the levels and keep as many of the Kirby's as you can. Cause sometimes when you like get to an end of the level, there's like a, a gate or something that you need a certain amount of Kirby's to get something special. See now that's cool. That's a cool thing to me. Like stakes. Mm-hmm. Like if you, <laughs> uh, but for some reason, anytime I play a Kirby game, uh, anybody remember the movie Wayne's world? Wayne's World. When the the first time they have a guest and it's the guy with the suck cut, all I hear is Wayne in my head going, it certainly does suck. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, and it cuts. <laughs> yeah. Next, I believe it's you, Pat. Yep. All right. My number four has already been presented. Super Mario Wonder. This game caught me off by surprise. Like, I thought it was just going to be another 2D Mario game, but there's magic behind this 2D Mario game. And I enjoyed it from uh, beginning to end. Until the very, very last challenge, in which case I said, fuck this, I don't need to be this frustrated. But other than that, it was a great game. I loved it a lot. Laron? All right. Number four. Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp. Ooh! Finally, someone else with a game that didn't that didn't come out this year. <laughs> uh, no, it came out this year. Yeah, it came Advance out. Advance Wars didn't though. Remake. Oh well, well, yeah. It's a I'm it's a remake. I'm just well, being if, a douchebag. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> if, you, if, if you know anything about me, I love remakes and remasters, especially sure. especially especially when they especially when remakes and remasters do one of two things or do both of these things. Uh, one. One, it recaptures it recaptures the magic, you know, but gives it a nice little update or shiny skin. Or number two, they elevate the entire experience, but still it feels like that same package that you played back in the day, you know. Um, so yeah, Advanced Wars One One Plus Two Reboot Camp, like ah, more nostalgia. Like I, I burnt I burnt up a Game Boy Advance playing the original Advance Wars. I did. <laughs> Like like the like the original Game Boy Advance, like the 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 the, the weird little like I don't know look the that that weird shaped one. I don't even know what what the shape the SP? Call that shape or the regular one. No, no, the S, no, the S, no, the SP was the clamshell one. Uh, right. I had I had two. I had three of those clamshell ones, but uh, the, the original the, the, OG. The, OG, the OG Game Boy Advance. You know, like I burnt one of those up. Like I mean, like when I say burnt up, like it had it had dead pixels. And and it, and the most played game oh. was Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah. So of course, like when it got announced two years, three years ago, 
I was like, bring it, <laughs> bring it, you know, and then, you know, fuckery happened and you know like i had to wait over a year for the game for the game to be released you know i was gonna um, say it was a torturous waiting period for you Lorraine. i remember it, the pain. it was mm-hmm. it, it was it was um and you know what but uh but it was worth every bit of the wait as far as i'm concerned um like it's it's fun like it, it's whimsical it's nostalgic and uh it's everything i love and i love strategy games and you know like and advanced wars one plus two well, just Advanced Wars in general, like until we got the Days of Ruin, like if you if you if you played any of the Advanced Wars uh, franchise back in the day, until we got the Days of Ruin, like the game pretty much had like the same the, the same simplicity, but also like being it gets hard, it gets hard, you know, um, and and strategy is the only way to beat some of this stuff sometimes, especially when you have missions where it's like, oh, you have to you have to complete this mission in eight turns. It's like, wait, you gave me no units. How am I gonna do this in eight turns? <laughs> things things like that you know incisively um, yeah. yeah it's fun you know uh just knowing the ins and outs of all the units and everything and like seeing all the changes in the animation and stuff like that and them doing little sly stuff you know like i loved it and the fact that you got two games in one package it actually made the 60 dollars price tag worth it in my opinion because like in in this day and age like you you guys know how i complain about the way nintendo prices and keeps their games priced you know but this is worth it if you look at Thirty dollars a piece, even though you can't buy these two games separately on the show on the store. You know, just go ahead and buy the package. You will not be disappointed if you love these types of games. So if you lo- so if you love anything in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics, anything in the, in, in the vein of like Persona Tactica, which actually I've heard I've heard good and bad things about that. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, and Wargroove. As a matter of fact, Wargroove was like, in my opinion, a spiritual successor to Advance Wars. And I think I think the only reason why Nintendo like moved on uh, making the the reboot the reboot camp is because wargroove was like was basically eating their lunch <laughs> which wargroove 2 is is amazing too i played that this year too it didn't it didn't make my list though it didn't make my top 10 but it's good wargroove was cool when I it mean, came out <clears throat> i never played i never played advance wars because i i've not really been a handheld person up until switch i guess uh-huh. um but this game seems like there are a lot of games that i really really love that seemed to get a lot of DNA from Advance Wars, like Into the yeah. Breach, XCOM. Yes, um, a lot of that seems to stem from Advance Wars. XCOM might have been out before Advance XCOM Wars. Is old, XCOM is older than Advance Wars. If but anything, like, I feel like Advance Wars, like like. But I jumped stuff. in an Enemy Unknown, so that that was ah. after that, that was after Advance Wars. Um, but uh. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to play that when I actually get a chance. But I'm also kind of waiting for that Metal Slug Tactics game to come Me out too. Like, what, that game that just fell off a fucking cliff. What yeah. happened? I mean, it'll come out. Just wait. Like there are plenty like of other games to play. It'll come. Twenty twenty two was supposed to be the year of the of the damn strategy games. <laughs> I mean, every game is a strategy game. If you, your brain, if you put your brain, if you put your brain to it, <laughs> even Devil May Cry is a strategy game. Yeah, oh, you have to know how to geez. do it. Okay, um, <laughs> Stephanie, it's your turn. Yes. So I'm wondering if any of you will be surprised that this is not higher. I mean, granted, a number four spot's still pretty high, right? But my number four is Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not, I'm not surprised I'm, at all. I'm, I'm not, not surprised. surprised. I'm not surprised, you know, like understanding, like, you know, like I know you, I, I know 
you are like the queen of the Legend of Zelda and everything. But I also but I also know that you're very objective about the games you play and stuff like that, you know, and 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 if this game is not number one in your list, it's not number one for a very good reason. Thank you. I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I uh Zelda's my first love, but I have since spreadeth my wings and I've there's just many other delectable delectable? Is that the right adjective? Sure. I don't know. The, the, Games. Uh, Zelda is Stephanie's bottom bitch. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm maybe this will be in your list too, so I won't talk too long on it, but Tears of the Kingdom, what else is there to say that hasn't been uh said about it already? Um there are certain aspects of Tears of the Kingdom that are fantastic functionally, but just might not have been my favorite personal personally, like the fact that you can fuse things together is fantastic and mind-blowing, but I'm not a smart person. I can't, like, glue things together and, like, make this neat, like, Megazord contraption that I see, like, all these crazy, insane things that people build, and they have fun doing it. It just happens not to be my thing, but I appreciated the added story to it. I love the Zonai designs. I love the the music to it. Uh, I love that Ganondorf was in it. Um, just a fantastic Another example of how Nintendo can take Breath of the Wild and just build off of that. And that's why it's very well deserving in my top five. Just it came out in a year where a bunch of other amazing shit also came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Zelda's great. Uh, my number four is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved the story. I think it's the best... I think this and Jedi Fallen Order are the best kind of Star Wars stories they're telling right now. Uh, as someone who are they it, kind of the only in terms of video games? Uh, in games, yeah. But I mean, oh wait, like, no, I forgot the Squadrons came out, but I don't know what the story is that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't that. either. I, okay. I I just meant like in terms of like whatever they're trying to do on Disney Plus and the movies and whatever. This is oh okay. Uh, my favorite Star Wars that's going on right now. Um, and I think that Karen, Cameron Monaghan does a great job as Cal Kestis. I think he is that character. Like, yeah, you know how sometimes you can be like, oh, well, somebody else probably could have played this character and done a better job. No, it feels like he's the embodiment. Yeah. Um, and he just his delivery, his ability to kind of like convey what's going on and, and like you, you believe him. Um, is just it's incredible, and then his chemistry with uh, uh, what's her name, Tina Tina Ivlev, I think is her name, uh, who plays Marin. Uh, it, their chemistry together in the game is just it, it's unbelievable how good it is, how believable it is, and uh, you want them to make alien human babies. That's all I have to say. Magic Jedi human babies. So, uh, so that's my number four. So, <clears throat> all right, Matt, cool. we're back to you. Uh, our final so, well, three. Actually, I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. I'm going to ask a question. So I, I played Fallen Order. I've not played Survivor. Mm-hmm. Is the performance better in Survivor because? I sort of took to the 
um, McElroy approach of referring to him as Cal lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Cal lightsaber? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like the acting performance? Yeah. Because I thought he, I I mean, Cal Kestis could have been, it's not that it was a bad performance. It was just the character was almost blank. And maybe it was, it was, maybe that's a purposeful choice. So the player can sort of project, project themselves into that space. I'm totally on board if that's what's happening. But most of what came out of Kestis's mouth in the first game, I couldn't tell you if it mattered. I mean, I. And this is my, this is me remembering how I felt at the time, not me remembering I, events of the game now. Yeah. So I, again, I haven't played Fallen Order since it came out. I remember liking it, but not loving it. I love yeah. this game. Okay. Um, All right. There also, like, even if you don't care about Cal, there's enough interaction between other characters and enough meaningful interaction with other characters that even if you don't like Cal, I still think the story is worth exploring. Sure. And that's what I got out of Fallen Order as well. Like there were there were there were more interesting things at play Mm -hmm. regardless of his story. Uh, So number three for me. Number three, surprise, another old game. It's a sim game. Uh, it's called Two Point Campus. Hmm. Uh, do, do y'all like puns? Sure. Two Point Campus is full of them. Yes. Do you like yes. Do you like the animation style of Wallace and Gromit? Uh. The character designs very reminiscent of Ardman, of that Ardman animation style. Um, there is a point in two point campus where you get to night school and you're thinking, Oh, people going to school at night. No K N I G H T school. (laughs) So everyone's walking, everyone's walking around a college campus in suits of armor. That's awesome. There's also a school spirits DLC where everything is ghosts. And uh, this game, this game rules. The premise is you you basically design a campus. You design a you design a university. You have to make sure your employees, students, or your employees and students are happy. You have to make sure that uh, your students are actually learning and graduate because it keeps track of all this for you. Um, the announcer who does like the school announcements very reminiscent of the uh biting signed biting sarcasm of glados from portal and the music is is very wonderful um it's cool as hell i it on on my steam deck it i spent a lot of time with it and i i found as things like the the first few universities, I want to say the first five or six are actually tutorial. That's appropriate because it only layers on a couple of things, and you're not really you don't have to spend a ton of time in each of them. You just have to get one star, and that's quick, and you can keep moving. Um, two point campus rules. Uh, it's the people that did two point hospital a while back. I'm looking forward to see what they try to take on next uh the companion for it is actually persona 5 tactica because i've not had a chance to, pl- to play that 
Um, I never got to play the Persona Q games, um, but when I when I got a 3DS, I was thinking about it. But then my 3DS broke, so now I, I'm, I'm just not done that. Um, but uh, I'm excited to play Tactica because I did love Persona 5 a lot. Pat. Yep. Tactica's Tactica's good, but you played through all five? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Tactica oh, yeah. spoiled the crap out of five. Sure. I okay. assumed. Yep. All right. So my game number three was actually my game number one for a very long, or at least half a year before other games started taking over. And that is A Space for the Unbound. This game Ooh. was an absolutely beautiful journey. And the just the various themes that it hit with grief, with depression, suicide, um, abuse, just all these different themes and how it finally like wraps itself up and just lands perfectly. It was like one of the most beautiful stories that I have ever like had the privilege of reading slash witnessing. And I, that is a game I definitely want to play again here very, very soon. Uh, but it's one that I cannot recommend enough. Um, it was my indie game of the year. It is absolutely gorgeous. I, everyone needs to play this game. Nice. Once I get my physical copy, I will. Awesome. You getting it with the book? Yeah. Nice. I saw a couple of screenshots um, and it was a few lines of dialogue and I was like, I need to play that. And it's rare that something like that happens for me where I just see a screenshot. But yeah, I can't no, wait that, to play that, that game. That game's going to touch your soul. Hmm. Hopefully it touches some other things. Ooh, speaking of touching, Laurent, what's your number three? I thought that's what your wife was for. Not after the baby she comes. Come to um, <laughs> Laurent, what's your number three? Number three. All right. This is where it gets fun. This nice little game called Sea of Stars. Ooh. Yo. Stars. Let me tell you, like, if, if, if I can say one thing about 2023, 2023 was a year of nostalgia with games like with games like freaking. Well, number one, like the Metroid Prime remaster, Bomber Cyberfunk, you know, uh, uh, Advanced Wars 1, 2 Reboot Camp, Sea of Stars, Mario RPG. Like it. This was the year for nostalgia. And it looks like 2024 is gearing up to be pretty nice, too, because, I mean, you know, Nintendo's got some Nintendo's got some more stuff that's going to take my money. Like Mario, Mario and Donkey Kong, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Um, and uh, what's the other what's the other game? I'm forgetting something. Oh, well, Paper Mario's coming out. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm iffy on that one. Thousand Year Door. I didn't like Thousand Year Door. Not like everybody else did. Um, but yeah, Sea of Stars. Yo. This is. This, this is Chrono Trigger. It just gets, gets me right in the feels. It just gets you right in the feels. Uh-huh. The story, the story is just as the story is just as deep and complex as like Chrono Trigger story. Like the original composer for Chrono Trigger, like he came back, came back and did this game because I think this guy was, I think this guy was in retirement, wasn't he? Uh, no, yes, Inori Masuda still does games. Uh, his wait, this is wait, this is Masuda. I thought that I thought this is somebody. No, this is Masuda. 
Okay, okay, I okay. I, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to doubt you. I don't. I don't want to doubt you because, like you, because like you're like the man when it comes to like RPG and R, and all the stuff RPG. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he wasn't the main composer to Sea of Stars, but he composed uh, various pieces into it. Uh-huh. That was one of the stretch goals. Uh, but yeah, his uh, one of the big things he did recently was Xeno Chronicle or Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Yeah. Well, all I gotta say about Sea of Stars. You know, turn-based RPGs, like, you know, they're a dime a dozen. But the way they did the combat system in this game was something that was so damn refreshing. Because if you told me after I started playing Mass Effect that I would pick up that I'd pick up a turn-based RPG and love it, I'd have been like, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Because while everybody's playing Octopath Traveler and uh, like Octopath Traveler and some of those other like rinky-dink games, you know, and all that stuff, I'm like, man, it's just another just another turn-based game. The only other turn-based game that I actually like, you know, is uh is like most is like the Tale stuff, but literally Tales of Arise is like is like a, a winner in my in my category for this. But Sea of Stars, if the combat system doesn't get you alone, the characters will. The characters will, especially, especially your, especially your third, your your third wheel character. Which I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin like the voting for uh for for certain games and characters in our um in our boss rush award show. So yeah, CSRs, oh, we all know who you're talking about. Yeah, CS stars. If you love, if you, if you love like, this is a quintessential indie game. It doesn't. It it looks it looks just like it looks like it got snatched around the 16 bit era. But it plays so fluidly, like everything. There's, there's nothing to dislike about this game. In all honesty, like, uh, and uh, the game, the game, in my opinion, doesn't, doesn't get, doesn't seem hard enough to pull you out of like the enjoyment of it. Like it's got its challenges that make you actually want to continue and keep going and progressing and getting through the story and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, like, uh, that's what I'm going to say about this because uh, I have not beaten this yet. But um, but it's getting it's getting close to being beaten. Nice. Just beat it the other day. Keep keep pushing at it. Nice. I plan to. Stephanie, what's your number three? My number three. This top three. Ooh. Uh, three. Alan Wake two. Ooh. Alan Wake two. Huh? I love Wait, it. Alan Wake two is my number three. Did you pull? Did you pull? Did you? Alan did you Wake two. Did you switch something on us? <laughs> did I? I no. Just wait till you get to 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 my my others. Like, like I said, the top three are literally like just. They might as well be interchangeable in some way, shape, or form. So, I struggled through Alan Wake Remastered, but I love Alan Wake too. It's got, in my opinion, some of the best art direction, best music, obviously, um, and and just very very well done. I love everything about. Uh, Alan Wake 2 uh, but like I said it's only being edged out by two others maybe just by what we can and cannot do in the games well, it, it's hard to explain but I, I am in love with Alan Wake 2 and Alan Wake 2 actually inspired me to finish my freaking novel too because it's all about being a writer and I Yo. think that's another reason why I was very attached to Alan Wake to, and I'm, I don't consider myself an egotistical writer like Alan Wake is, nor am I as successful as he is, but I understood the antagonist. Yes. I, I, 
I understood that. So it's just so well done. I wish they came out with a physical and a collector's edition and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm obsessed with Alan Wake too, but uh, you'll, you know, we'll get to my one and two soon. You're not as successful yet. That's oh, thank say. you, Matt. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, okay. Well, Corey. my number three is Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I did manage to play it over break. Not all of it, but uh, if I did finish it, it would probably be higher. Um, I think the characters in the combat are great. Um, I don't know if there's anything that hasn't been said already. Uh, it makes me really upset that I missed that book club now. Um, yeah, you're the guy who's like, oh, I read that it's like a Devil May Cry. I know, and it's nothing like Devil May Cry. I don't know what people are talking about. Uh, but Don't listen <clears throat> to the internet. Well, you know, sometimes you got to form some of it somewhere. What no, you what don't actually try what you want to try. It's fine. Yeah, what we're leaving in 2023 is listening to the fucking internet with games you want to fucking play. Yeah. yeah. Well, after that, I did because Disney Dreamlight Valley game of the year. I just listened to you guys and didn't put it on my list. Uh, <laughs> I listened to your laughter in my head that doesn't exist. Um, Bro, I have been <laughs> nothing but supportive of you in that game. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say that hasn't been said. I think it's a wonderful game. And that's that game is uh, probably a top three backlog game for 2024 right now for me. I definitely. Awesome. It. I it's incredible. So. I would love to hear more when you talk about what we've been playing yeah. in future yeah, we episodes will, too. It we will definitely be talking about it next week for sure. <clears throat> uh all right, top 2, Matt. So, this is where we get this is where we get to games I've actually played from this year. Uh Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Um this game while I was hoping for expanded breath of the wild i think they kind of remixed it in a very good way i think the powers you get here mm -hmm. are are they they serve a better purpose than the powers in breath of the wild what got me here was that this became something this became a game that did the same thing that no man's sky did for me at, when it was released I just, I just figured I, I spent my time I tinkered, I built stuff, I found auto build, and then I perfected a flying machine. Nice. Um, and <laughs> I would, I would, I would literally just take to the skies. And what I, what, what I did not, what no one tells you is that those Zonai parts only last so long. And you eventually Icarus yourself back to Earth and die if, <laughs> if you yeah. don't if you don't have another one just ready. Um, but the, and then when I figured out 
about the depths, I was like, oh, there's an entire other world for me to fly around. Because the depths, <laughs> you, you think like underground, it's just like tight caves and corridors. But no, it's just as expansive as the overworld. I thought that was fantastic. And that was when I learned I needed to equip my flying machine with an arsenal because every so often you fly over a lionel and they're not too happy when you are in their airspace. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I figured out how to do turrets and lasers and nice. And, and then I just, I, instead of going after Koroks, because I found the Koroks more irritating this time, this time, like I get the Korok torture. <laughs> TikTok Help me get now. to my friend. Like he's no, on the I'm, other side of the world. No, fuck you into the sun. Um, <laughs> like maybe, maybe don't be a hoarder. I don't know what to tell you, Korok. Uh, I'll give but... you some of my poo. <laughs> Jesus. Now we're talking. Um, <laughs> but I found myself just wanting to, uh, instead of collect the Koroks, I would go collect the, um, the what are they called in the in the depths? The place where you, the shrine part, the shrine things in the depths. Where the you, light root? Yeah, that's what it is. Light root. Uh, and that was fun. And it was when I was at my most stressed, I could put on my switch and just put on some uh, avant-garde music or post-rock and just fly around. And it was such, nice, yeah. it was such a good time. Um, so yeah. And then my companion for, for, I almost called it breath of the wild just there. My companion for tears of the kingdom is Alan Wake too. Uh, I, <laughs> I've been saving Alan Wake 2 for when I actually play the first one again. I want to find a way to play American Nightmare 2 because I love those games back in the day and I want to do it all again before I play 2. You can still do that on the um, Series X, right? What? Play, uh, play American Alan Nightmare? American Nightmare? Yeah, they're backwards. Compatible. Yeah, but I, just, I, I can't I can't convince my wife to let me buy another console. Well, they're on Steam uh -huh. too, I think. Matt, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Not when it comes to money. <laughs> and you have oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oof. Uh, this is also you, maybe Corey. why I'm single. Thank you, Corey. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, what's your number two? Boy. As my wife would say, it's about choices. <laughs> make sure you make the right one. <laughs> my choice for number two was Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Yep. So what else can we say? Man Amazing. boobs. Uh. <laughs> man boobs. Gosh, no, I, it's uh, it, yeah. This it's, is like Bob. everyone else said. It's Bob had bitch tits. Great. Um, the only thing I wish could have been better in that game would have been the side quest because honestly, those are uh. boring as hell. Uh, but the world was absolutely beautiful. The characters amazing. The battle and combat like just. It kept you engaged. And you're right. I started doing some side quests. Like, in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to do every single side quest that pops up. And after, like, a one where I just, like, had to go get dirt, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah. It could have been better. But anyways, yeah, that that was my number two. Nice. All right. Laurent. Laurent. Number two. Dose. Number two, Armored Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon. Ooh, neato. Now, 
That's my I've, I've said this. I've said this before That's on my the podcast. Boy. I'm proud of you, I've Ron. Said- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of I. I'm a fan of giant robot shenanigans. You know. Um. So yeah. Uh. But I tell me more. No. (laughs) But but I haven't played an Armor Core game since Armor Core three, and that was a long damn time ago. Because like Armor Core games like got few and far between. You know, like uh, there was there were some outings on the PSP, which um I played one of them on the PSP, and I was like, no, I don't like the I don't like the control scheme. It was just the PSP is just not the PSP just not enough buttons to play that game. Let's put it that way. You know, um, and I think I think most handhelds until like until like all these uh all the super handhelds came out, basically the PC handhelds like like that, you know, thanks to Steam Deck and all that stuff, like, you know, made it possible to play games with, you know, like 16 plus buttons, you, you know, <laughs> uh, but Armor Core 6 fires Rubicon. Like when I when I saw the trailer of this a few years back, I was like, I knew it was a, I knew it was an Armored Core game before they even said Armored Core. Like it had, even though like it, even though it looked fantastic and like nothing we'd never seen before, you could tell it was Armored Core when you saw it. So I knew that I was going to want to play this game when it came out. I got it on day one, and even though I don't play it, even though I have not played it and beat it, like this game is fantastic. Like you know this this isn't this isn't your this isn't your dad's armored core. Let's just put it that way. Like, you know, like everything about armored core that made armored core what it is, is there. The frame is there. The skeleton is there. But this is a whole new beast by itself, you know. And, you know, and yeah, you want to do like the, the Gundam shenanigans? Do it. You want you want to do stuff like it's like it's Matt Cross and Robotech? You got it. <laughs> you want you want to just do some some weird shit, you know, like. And, and still have like this really solid combat system and you know like and and actually feel like one of the one of the drawbacks of the original armor core games like before six came out is the fact that it seemed like you were really restricted in how you could build out your mech and stuff like that the restrictions are still there but it feels like it's unbound because like you can still get your basic concept across and still do what you want to do and have fun and that's and that's the main thing about it. it's fun the game is gorgeous there's actual storyline in it you know by the way thanks for everyone for voting that out out of the best story you know thank you screw y'all you know i don't know sci-fi games just don't do it for y'all. you know Laurent, they, 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 they don't know they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't it's know. fine. It's fine. We're just out here in our own little bubble, just above everything, all seeing, all knowing. And we exactly. know, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like they will never understand the joygasm of when you press start and you see the HUD just like, just like, just like kind of like just ooze down into the frame. And it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> the first couple days I had that game, I would start up and see that and be like, oh, I can go to work now. <laughs> remember that remember that remember that game on on, on the Dreamcast Steel Battalion? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Xbox. Oh wait, original Xbox? No, 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 no. Yeah. Original Xbox no, was, had that there, damn. Yeah. There was a Dreamcast game and then like one came to Xbox. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But haven't but like that game that game when you bought that game you had it came with this array to make you feel like you were piling a mech and stuff like that you know yeah um it was it was above it was above its time and I feel like there are going to be some nerds out there they're going to build like just like how those guys build their their rigs for like for like flight simulator I racing and, and flight and sim racing and, they're going to build this shit for armored core. 
Because like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is this is one of the most immersive mech games that I've ever played. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like Our this is one of those this was one of those ones. I wish they I wish Gundam could do a game like this. I don't think they ever will, but I wish they could. Hey, some of the some of the recent Gundam games have been fucking great though. <laughs> oh no, hundred percent. But like it's more of just like I want to put this robot against this one and make them fight. Like that's really yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, well, I, I need to do that. I need to see if I can make the. I need to see if I can make the tall geese in in Armored Core Six. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That'd that's be cool. My, that's my next. That's my challenge. That'd be dope. <laughs> wow. Maybe you can make yep. a. Maybe you you can make a pilot as insufferable as Zex Marquise too. Hey hey hey. Oh God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Zex is Zex is the most pick me char in Gundam as far as I'm concerned. Oh jeez. Um we are above Corey's head. He's scared uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, save us. What's your number Anime. whatever number we're on? Number Dude, two, yeah. Baldur's Gate three. Uh this was teetering as my number one, but as I said who knows how many episodes ago. At this point, again, I'm splitting hairs. I'm very nitpicky about what's one and what's not one. And as much as I love Baldur's Gate 3, because it is my number two, what differentiated it between my number one was because it had a lot of, it had a decent amount of glitches for me. And I played on my PS5. Um, I took several screenshots where characters and items are just floating in the middle of the air. And I had to, I lost quite a lot of time because things were stuck in an animation or something and I couldn't get out of it. Stephanie, pause for a second. Yes. Let's take let's take a moment. Let's take a moment uh, for you listeners out there to acknowledge we finally had a damn console game that didn't play right out of the sea of PC games that always never play right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's over. Uh, 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 have you heard of Bethesda? Well, those, <laughs> games don't, those games don't play right across the board. Let's be honest. <laughs> they barely play on pcs let alone consoles like i i still remember the dumb glitch in fallout new vegas where you had to wear a cowboy hat for a certain amount of time in this one spot otherwise your save could no longer be continued oh goodness i think that's an obsidian all right so their games are always glitchy but uh that's that's the literal yeah, that's the literal nitpicky difference because amazing story, amazing character development, romancing the drama between romancing the characters is like just played an emotional toll on me. I was exp- <laughs> Asterion is my 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 background on my phone and my boyfriend. So I goes, "Oh, who's that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's this two hundred year old high elf, <laughs> high elf uh, vampire spawn that I romance." And he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, when you start talking about romancing fantasy you just characters, yourself out of something tonight, sir." <laughs> He's, he's just like you're the biggest fucking dork. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, you say um, that now, but me and Asterion gonna be fucking. Just saying. He's had 200 person. years to figure it out. What's your excuse? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, control. So, uh, reason, everybody. Stephanie just lost hey, her Hey, hold on. All right. I got to stay focused, guys. All right. Um, 
I already bought the soundtrack. I purchased the soundtrack to Baldur's Gate 3. Um, Larian did a one, a fantastic job. Kudos to them on literally it. There, that's just so much freaking stuff in that game. I do plan on doing another replay. That's how much stuff there is. Nice. I mean, you got to go back. You got to fuck again, right? Oh, and now yeah, I just now I gotta pick someone else and just try sample a little, little bit of everything. Next. <sighs> keep on fucking. You know, Shadow Heart just doesn't do it for me. I'm going for Carlac or Gale. Hmm. I hear Carlac will burn you, though. Hmm. It's all good. If you uh, gotta play, gotta play with Some fire. Some people are We're not here to king shame. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. <laughs> we're, we're not be burning as well. Oh, I am okay being stabbed. You can use fire. Oh God! <laughs> Speaking of fire, my number two is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it was lower on my list until I got sucked back in and played through about twenty-five shrines over break, and the shrines are impeccable. They are much better than Breath of the Wilds. Yeah, and they're then, the reason you play that game. <clears throat> and then the uh, like the dungeons are better for the most part, except for the water oh, temple. Fire temple. Yeah, the fire temple. Is, Chef's is, yeah. I found most of them. I honestly thought most of them were boring, despite it being my number two pick. Hmm. But the shrines or the dungeons? The dungeons. Hmm. I, I would <clears throat> say there are two good dungeons one okay dungeon and one poor dungeon yeah in my opinion um but the shrines are the shrines are the shrines are incredible i mean they make the dungeons look like fucking my son's 24 piece puzzle that he puts together every day and memorized yeah Um, done is they should have taken like the puzzles from the shrines and put them in the dungeons uh but that's my number two. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I am. <clears throat> I think the story was incredible. Also, I thought the story they told was really great. Um, I am sad we're moving away from these versions of Link and Zelda, supposedly. But I'm glad we're moving away from this world because uh, that was my big knock against it. it. Was like I've done this for 200 hours already. So. Uh, also, the building yeah. mechanics are not my forte. Sure. So, all right, Matt, your numero uno. Numero uno. I bet you. I'll bet you. Everybody here can probably guess, or maybe you couldn't. Bloodborne. Elden Ring. Yes, both of them at the Lies same time. Lies of P. I didn't play that. Although I have been here, I have been hearing a lot of people talk about that, and the way they, they, they the way that they talk about Lies of P is the way people talk about Kenna Bridge of Spirits, and Kenna Bridge of Spirits is amazing. If you haven't played that, you should. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be playing Lies of P this year. But uh, my number one is Remnant Two, or or. Nice. Mm-hmm. Poor man's outriders, as Corey yes. disrespectfully said earlier. <laughs> not disrespectful. Um, souls with guns. <laughs> so that's. I would say I feel that's like untrue. that's a. I feel it's it's untrue, but I feel like that's. I mean, because that's what got me into the first game, mm-hmm. and when I got into the first game and realized it wasn't that, it made me so happy. And then, that game, Remnant One, 
revealed itself to me in ways that were both tantalizing and just awe-inspiring and remnant two built on that in the best of ways it, it's probably like remnant two could be a very nice example for the roguelike community on how to make a sequel to a roguelike even though it's not a roguelike um the way it uses procedural generation uh is leaps and bounds above the first game the gun combat's better the weapon designs are just as creative if not more so there are a couple clunkers here just like there were in the first game but the chances they take and the designs that they made in bosses and worlds are some of the they've they they've continued to be in my thoughts long after i stopped playing the game and that is a mark of something special for me um one of the things i one of the things i will talk about real quick is there's a the estus flask in remnant tooth i guess it's called the dragon heart i think trying to find like i know you have to find a certain amount for a trophy but i decided i wanted to find all of them and there were some that you go to places in the game that it made me it made me so happy that these things were hidden the way that they were um there's one called the void heart where there's a world you're given every time you start up the game it's called Narud. if you finish it and like a day or so later just go back to Narud. Narud's no longer there you teleport in and you are just standing in space and it like you if any of you have seen the movie the never-ending story the original mm-hmm. you're standing in what looks like the opening credit sequence to the never-ending uh-huh. story with like all the clouds and and it is one of those things all you see is the red stone that will take you out of there but off in the distance is a, a, a heart relic that you can go get and it's called the void heart and so you're just standing there in a void with its heart and you could just i just i honestly there were a couple of times where i just stood there for like an hour just looking at clouds and i'm like this is so peaceful this is so nice um And yeah, I it's one of the, it's it's also one of those games that I think DLC could actually be put the first game in it. And it would be fine because most of what Remnant is about is traveling across time and space. So a natural extension of that would be going back in time to the first game. And I feel like I feel like if there was if they wanted to try and update that that would be cool. I would be cool with that. I don't know if the entire community would be, but uh, it is. That game is special. And while it wasn't the first one was like second on my game of the year list, the year it came out, they updated this the right way. And in a way that I rarely see sequels do. 
Um, and then my companion with it is actually Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate, hey. Baldur's Gate 3 is so intimidating. And I'm, I'm scared to try and learn something new that's something that ambitious. But, but when I do, don't worry, Stephanie, I'll be fucking too. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for the fucking. Yeah. That's why I play games, right? Yep. Yeah. Monster yep. hunting. Yep. Fucking. Yep. That's what yep. we do out here. Just yep. don't some post it on Xbox, nerds. okay? <laughs> huh? Just don't post it on Xbox. The fucking. Yeah. Because they're they'll ban they uh are banning accounts for posts in the fucking. Why? I I don't know. Gamers can't fuck. No. Prudes. Not on Xbox. <laughs> I thought it was called the sex box. <laughs> um, right? they, buy, they, they buy all the video games, and then you can't have any fun with them. Yeah, what I, the was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, wait a second, like, like, like. Anytime I ask, anytime I ask someone, can I play your Xbox? That 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 does the thing. Mm. <laughs> well, that gets the thing. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? That's <laughs> the thing for me, guys. Your number one Fuck game. It. Exactly. Pikmin 4. Mm. No shit. Mm. Pikmin nice. 4 Fucking good for surprised you, the hell out of me. Like, I love Pikmin 3, but Pikmin 4 does everything perfect to the Pikmin game. It has got charm and character. It is an absolutely gorgeous environment. I love going into the dungeons. I love the new Ice Pikmin. And just all the combinations of the Pikmin just together. Ochi is best boy for sure. Mm-hmm. Or actually, Ochi's a girl. Is I think it's... Moss is a girl. I know Moss was a girl. Ochi can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Yep. Ochi but... is best envy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this game was amazing. Like It took all the best elements from all the games and just made like the perfect Pikmin game. It's, it was fun. It was relaxing. It made you think a little bit like it could be as easy or as challenging as you want it to be. Um, the game was just absolutely phenomenal. It's a, it's, it's an incredible video game. Uh, I uh-huh. had so much Amen. fun with that, and that's like it. It goes to show to me, it doesn't matter if it like it's a graphical powerhouse or if it does like uh-huh. everything and everything. If the game just lets me actually forget about all my troubles and just allows me to have fun, and enjoy uh-huh. it, you know, I am happy, and that's what Pikmin did for me. It's a feel good <clears throat> game. Yep, it's a, it's a great video. That was game. my game number one well deserved well word i guess we're moving on to laurent's number one and i bet i can get a thousand percent no, guess, no one what can it guess is. what laurent's number one is dead space you're welcome to try <laughs> dead space it's dead, it's space. dead space come on it is dead, dead space. space. Was it dead space? It is dead is space. It, is it dead space? What? Dead space. I, what de- Wait, dead space? Dead. Is it Dead Space? If we're, going from my, if we're going from if we're going from my favorite Dead Space in the entire <laughs> series, it's Dead Space Two. But you know, Living right. Clutter. Dead Space Two did not come out this past year, though. Uh, <laughs> it took that, me a second to get it. Uh. The Dead Space remake, yeah, that that's it. Like I, 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 you know what? 
just go back and listen to every single podcast, like pre from Dead Space's uh from Dead Space's release till now, uh, till till this episode, and you will and you will hear everything that I have to possibly say about the Dead Space remake. Everything, because it's just a phenomenal game. But is there fucking? There, there's fucking not, not not the fucking you want to have, but there's fucking. Ooh, you will be impelled by something. Yeah, you know a hole that you, you know, did not know you had. Yeah, you, uh, you don't know what I'm into. Let's, let's you just let's just let's just say let's just say like playing Dead Space, you 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 get a whole new appreciation for the term run through. Jeez. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Does it look like I have a cat on my shoulder. Run through yes. limbs. Hi, <laughs> Zelda. Yeah. No, for real. For real. Play one. Play one of the best games of 2023. That being the Dead Space remake. Uh, like uh, everything. Everything you knew about Dead Space is thrown out the window because, like, it's it fundamentally is the same game, but there's so much. There's so much. There's so much interesting and and new. They they threw stuff in there to throw the veteran players off, but they but they kept a lot of stuff intact so like new players could could get into it and not have it's survival horror like you know like this there's a reason why there's a reason why like like back in two thousand eight this is the game that got me back into survival horror games because survival horror games were stale as shit by the time we got to when Dead Space One original came out, um and this game basically is it's doing stuff again for survival horror. And uh, and kudos to EA Motive Studio, kudos to them, because you guys did a wonderful job. My boy Gunner Wright, you know, like he did, he did amazing. Like I, just the fact that this man recorded his dialogue four different times for different conditions about what what's happening to his character and things in the game was amazing. They even answered some questions that you know, like were left unanswered back in the 2008 edition of uh, Dead Space. So just play it, just play it. You'll love it. You'll have fun. Favorite weapon? Favorite weapon is the contact beam. My favorite weapon always, always has been, always will be. And this re- revamp of the cos- of the contact beam for this game, yo, it's amazing. Did you do an all plasma cutter run? That's that's the run I'm on right now. Got it. Yeah, nice. that's the run I'm on right now. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I had to see what all the we- all the weapons look like brand new, you know. So mm-hmm. so my first playthrough, like I I played I played with I you know tried out every single weapon, saw what they did. Uh, to to the various enemies and stuff like that. Like if and that's the thing about it, like you get disqualified for that for that trophy or that achievement if you you if you fire a weapon one time at an enemy. Then you know like mm. you, well you, you know like there's uh there's there's uh was there eight different weapons in this game? Yeah, yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, there's eight different weapons in this game. So you have and each weapon has an alternate fire mode. So you want to see what it all does. You do, and you want to see what it does to the bad guys when, when you do it. You know, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, my second run is dedicated all is a dedicated all plasma, uh, all plasma cutter plasma cutter? cutter run. Yeah, thank you. I was about to say plasma beam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, contact plasma. <laughs> contact plasma. Whoa, <laughs> it's enjoyable. Can... Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Stephanie, your numero uno. So this was after much. A thinking, and I'm sure I will piss off that loud minority, but it is not for this 
Anyway, I'm just going to stop. What Kirby Hogwarts... game is your number one? <laughs> no, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, that's my number one. Interesting. Hogwarts yeah. Legacy is also my number one. Yeah, so after, you know, after having that that uh, vacation time and really think about everything, because I'm trying not to have recency bias, thinking about all my experiences and thinking objectively about gameplay, Hogwarts Legacy does have everything, like my, the other top three have, you know, beautiful looking game one like pleasing to the ears the soundtrack the ambiance the love and the care and the passion put into the game the fact that the the, the castle at um hogwarts at hogwarts is just so full of intricate details and slightly less buggy um it just f checks all the boxes mm -hmm. i will be going back and playing it again it's just it's full of adventure, fun, you know, just just enough freedom, but also has a linear story that I can abide to because I need structure. It just, whew, when I look back and I, I think fondly of each and every game, I just felt like Hogwarts Legacy is most my quintessential type of game, and mm -hmm. it was well executed. Yeah, I 100% agree. I... I so like as over break, I made the list initially and like I went back through my list of games like and just turned the game on for, you know, maybe 30, 45 minutes each uh, aside from the games that I was just playing, playing. Right. And I got to Hogwarts Legacy. I'm like, man, we sure had a great time playing this and talking about it. And the world is here. And like being in the castle is uh, it. It kind of reminded me of like a one of the, you know the times that my wife and I bonded over Harry Potter and like binging the entire series and you know kind of just there's something magical about that world no pun intended like and you just kind of want to be in that world you know and they did a great job of of the storytelling of like you know, turning certain expectations on their heads with certain characters, like not just bad guys and good guys, but like characters in specific houses even. And, and, you know, the goblin rebellion was an interesting premise for a story. Did they hundred percent tackle it? Maybe not, but like at the end of the day, it was, it was a game that made me feel good while I was playing it. And I, had a smile on my face the entire time and the trials were challenging yet rewarding and i just really enjoyed it and that's why hogwarts legacy is my number one also loved it i love the spell casting what they did with it yes i love that you can cast the uh the um what are they called the in the um the forbidden curses. Yes, the forbidden curses in the castle. And nobody blinks an eye. <laughs> oh, so, uh, but, but is there? No, I'm not going to ask that question. Uh, what? <laughs> ah. What you was the question? The, you know the question. You know the I, question. I don't know the question. Is there a little bit. Of don't 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 be don't be stuff? dense. Don't be dense. Is there fucking? <laughs> no. <laughs> These are teenagers. Yeah, you you play a fifteen year old person of your choice. So, um, 
You maybe, but they definitely don't, don't let you. Yeah. There's definitely no interactive fucking. So, uh, you know, you you take that with what you will. Uh, you can, however, have animals fuck and make little babies. Yes, animals. you can breed animals. Yeah. Animal breeding. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So there's no fucking, but there's pimping. There's this. Yes. Sick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's GTA now. Oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, GTA Hogsmeade, if you will. Um, God. Okay, we're we're ending it there. Um, <laughs> those are our top games of the year. Went a little long, but that's okay. Matt, thank you for joining us tonight. We miss. Sorry, you. every time Yay. I come here, we go long. My bad. <laughs> um, uh-uh. We're just so like glad going, you could join us. Yeah, like going long. Yeah. Go hard or go home. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Leron. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> on that note hey, um, hey, as long as hey, this show does not run anywhere as long as nintendo power block 300 i just want y'all to know that it's true yeah wait what power block 300 was so oh, long we had to split it into two was, episodes because the file was too big yeah that was a, that was a fucking marathon it was awesome <laughs> um don't worry 400 is coming up this year um Oh, oh! I'm not watching y'all live. Not, not uh, well. I uh, won't. Well, no, y'all don't do live anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, well, I have plenty of time to watch that when it drops. <sighs> it doesn't matter. We're ending this episode. My, I have Matt, the rest of my life. Again, thank you for joining us tonight. You know, yeah, you have an open always. seat at the table anytime. You are free. Um, okay. We will be back next week with our 2024 Metacritic draft and maybe a new game that we're playing this year. Um, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Stephanie, Pat, Laron, thank you for your time as well. I want to know what the new game is. Um, And we will, uh, until next time, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash boss rush network. The Patreon producers for this month are... Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts.